Don't ho-ho hold on to all of your Christmas cash. This holiday season, give yourself the gift of bonus BMF content by becoming a patron of the BAMFCast at patreon.com slash BMFCast. This week on the BAMFCast. No, you can't take my money, but you can take my money. One star, we're in. All right, and welcome to the BAMFCast. Hey! BAMFCast. Episode 449. Oh, man. So close. Huh. Yeah, we're getting there. Yeah. Uh, so I'm Harlow. Mackie's not here, but I'm BJ. I'm Chuck. And what we do each and every episode of this year, BAMFCast, is we go and we watch ourselves a quote-unquote bad movie. Come in here and talk about it for the first half, and then we rate them. Good, bad movies, enjoyable, bad movies. They get one to five jocks and robot jocks. Robot jocks. better than acceptable. However, hold up. Okay. There are bad, bad movies. As in, stay away. They're getting oh. negative sliding scale. One to five there bags are. as in giant bags of trash. No. That's how we rate them. You must recycle. Mm-hmm. Reduce. Reuse. Re- recycle. Re- robot jocks. No. <laughs> um, so, yeah, we are just uh, watching some movies, man. We don't have a theme. We're just. Yeah, doing... we do. Oh. It's Cuba Gooding Jr.'s Eve. <laughs> I stand corrected. We have a theme for yes. one week only. One week only. <laughs> It's our holiday thing. Also, Maggie's not here, so we could watch a movie that's right at two hours. Yes. Yeah, that is 1993's Judgment Night. Mm-hmm. And we still managed to kick off on time. Go us. Yeah. Um, we we've had some suggestions for this. And we did, we, yeah. It's been on our list, but always like in that, eh, but it's a little too long list. And it is. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, plot summary? Okay. So let's do one. All right. Four friends, on their way to a boxing match, get caught in heavy traffic, so they take a shortcut in order to get there faster. Unfortunately, it leads them to witnessing a murder, which leads to them running for their lives. <laughs> Unfortunately, yeah. it leads to them witnessing Guys, a murder. I don't know. It kind of sucked. <laughs> we witnessed a murder. Yeah. yeah, That was one of the longest uh, plot summaries we've had in a long time. Is it, it is, however, oh, accurate. Yeah. Yeah. It's I mean, really it's only one sentence, just with some it's commas. A run on it's as meaty. fuck sentence. It's a they do run sentence. on a lot in this movie. Yeah, they do. Yeah. They do. Huh. It's true. But yeah. Um huh. uh, Oh, we got people in this movie. Oh, right, yes. We usually do that first. Stars we... and stars and stars of the Bamfcast. Uh there's previous. Emilio Estevez. Uh-huh. Who you may remember from Maximum Overdrive. Correct. There is Cuba Gooding Jr., mm-hmm. uh, known for Hero Wanted, One in the Chamber, Chill Factory, Endgame, no. and Daddy Day Camp. <laughs> I like that. The Chill Factory. The chill it's, factory. Where they, it's where they make all the chill. I said Chill Factor. Mm, there's not. There's, mm. a, there's why, I mean. Yeah. Oh. Uh, Dennis Leary. Yeah. From Gunman. Gunman. Stephen Dorff from Space Truckers, or Spruckers, uh-huh. if you prefer. Right. Uh, Jeremy Piven. From the Family Man and Spy Kids Four, yes, <laughs> he's he's a big extra star. <laughs> Peter Green mm. uh, from Endgame or Endgame, if you yeah. prefer. You might know him as Zed from oh, Mobile Pulp Fiction. Suit, mobile Suit Endgame. <laughs> yes, <laughs> yeah, I like that. It's good. Neon Endgame and Evangelion. <laughs> oh, uh-huh. And uh, writer Jerry Jerry Yerry Yerry Yerry. Hey, hey. <laughs> uh, Jer Cunningham, yeah. uh, who wrote Last of the Finest. Is that an extra? It is. It is. Yeah. It's a Brian Dennehy movie. Cool. Yeah. Fucking Brian did. <laughs> yep. Yeah. Loaded with alums, but 
as hmm. far as the plot goes. Yeah. As it said, friends are gathering outside of Emilio Estevez's house, who yes. is the only married family man of the bunch. Uh, he has wife, mm-hmm. and he has a fairly newborn child. Three-month-old. Yeah. Three-month-old. Baby. Yes. And uh, all of his other friends are kind of recluses, I guess. Loose cannons. Yeah. <laughs> They're not recluses. They're just, like, crazy sons of bitches. Wild They haven't boys. grown up. Yeah. <laughs> Cuba Gooding Jr. just drives up in a vet and is hitting on ladies on the street. Yep. And He doesn't even get halfway across the street when there's yep. a lady, and he's just like, hey, a lady. And uh, who who is his wife? I know I should know her. She's the wife from ER. Is that what it is? Yeah. Okay. Her name is Linda, I think. <laughs> I don't know. Shout I'm... out to all the Lindas out there. Shout out to all the Lindas out there. <laughs> if you picked Linda, Lindas. Christine's Har- name bingo. <laughs> Christine Harnos. Okay. Yeah. Well, okay, so she looked more familiar than I guess she is. She uh, is from television shows. Uh, great. Or I like, movies. I like television. Yeah. Um, but yeah, uh, and she's just like, your friends, they just haven't grown up, and I, I don't want you going out. And it's just, you know, super wet blanketing, like, your friends are crazy, and look, you know, Cuba Gooding Jr. is over there trying to hook up with a lady, and you're going to be hooking up with a lady. And he's like, I just want to go out for a night. It's boxing. Yeah, he's like, I've been home for three months straight, and it's two hours of boxing. I just want to be able to do this. And And she's she's like, well, I have a fair point that you're going to ignore. I have also been home for three months with nothing. So, thanks. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's a fair point. He's going to go home and be like, I fucking told you. You were better off staying here. Yeah. Everyone got shot. Except she well, went down there too, but we'll get there. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, and then she, just as she's making the point of like, your friends haven't grown up, Jeremy Piven comes rolling up in this giant RV with a loudspeaker just announcing his presence as he's coming down the road and commenting about everything. It's it's not even really might so that you really hear it. It's just he's just constantly just blabbering in the background. A couple saying things. background jokes for you to catch yeah. if you can hear it. Yeah. Um, and they board the RV and it's like, oh shit, nice RV. How'd you get it? And he's like, there's you know. a fucking Nintendo in here. Yeah. <laughs> he's like, I scammed it because I told him, you know, I'm th- thinking about getting him for my sales force so we can wine and dine clients. And they're like, you're fucking sales force? You don't have a sales force? He's like, I it's, know. <laughs> it's never really established what the hell he is. It just seems like he's just general scumbag who lies about his position his a lot. His dad was a stockbroker. Sure. He's a self-made man. Sure. That's well, his again, official line. That's what he says. But again, he seems to be a bullshit artist. So it's probably right. all made yeah. up. He probably just has money from sure. parents or whatever. Yes. But then they're like, okay, well, let's go. And he's like, yeah, well, one guy bailed. So I invited somebody else. And they're like, who? And car pulls up and careens and almost to hit, hitting the front of the RV and out pops Steven Dorf. And it's like, your fucking brother. He's, I mean, that's his younger punk brother, basically. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, Replete with like fingerless gloves and all the flannel and yeah, stuff. Just that ho- denotes like bad, bad boy hobo outfit. Yeah. Just like hey, raggedy man. ass eye rock. Yeah. yeah, I just I just rolled out of bed. Mm-hmm. Let's go. Let's fucking do I this. I just rolled out of bed looking like Stephen Dorff. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Which I mean, in this time period, was not a bad thing. I'm saying no, no, no. Modern day Stephen Dorff. It's like yeah, that's an accurate description. Like yeah. he always kind of looks like I just woke up and looked like this. <laughs> yeah, um, but he's fresh faced yes. baby. Hobo yeah. Steven Dorf. <laughs> He's mini Dorf. Dorf on golf. Um, <laughs> but uh, they all get in the RV and are cruising towards the fight. They're like, yeah, party. Woo. Uh-huh. It's like it's it's the hangover swingers thing as they're on their way to the thing while they still have all the energy. Yes. You know, and it's just like, yeah, they're <laughs> they're drinking and 
Yes, all of them, including Jeremy Piven. Sure. They're drinking, and then they hit traffic, and they're watching the fight on the satellite dish, which is like an old F-band-style satellite dish, not a little tiny 12-inch dish thing on the the top of this RV, and they're all watching the fan like, yeah, this is much better than actually being there. Thanks for the traffic in Chicago. Mm -hmm. Um, So... Of course, well, there's there's a brief altercation because like they're trying to merge and do something and some guy won't let them in. So they almost get in a fight with this guy and it and it shows that like Cuba Gooding Jr. has some sort of bouncer, almost like bouncer esque skills because it's like he just puts them in like not I'm going to hurt you just like I'm going to flip your hand back so you can't do anything and and cry uncle, you know, kind of thing. And the guy's like, mm, you suck. Yeah, like, so it basically sets up the, the characters that Steven Dorff is ready to murder at a moment's notice. Right. Uh, Cuba Gooding Jr. has some skills, but he's really, he's chill mm-hmm. about it. Uh, Emilio chill Estevez skills. is just like... He has a factor of chill. Yeah. Emilio Estevez is just like, I'm a dad, so I'm staying out of this. And Jeremy, Jeremy Piven is just loud <laughs> and drunk. you were going to say Jerry Maguire. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, later, later he He's will show, show some, try to show some people the money, but yeah. that doesn't happen. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but yeah. Uh, yeah. So it's just, uh-huh. that, that's your dynamic. And, yep. You know, Miliosovic has to be like the calm, rational one, the family man of all this. And then, and Cuba Gooding Jr. Right points out, he's like, dude, you would have been the first one to murder him like five, 10 years ago. And he's like, yeah, well, you know, family and stuff. It's yeah. chilled me out. I'm an adult now. Right, yeah. <laughs> you can't just go around murdering. So then they're like, well, that didn't really work. So let's get over in the emergency lane back up and drive off the expressway like down the embankment and just go into basically like it cuts from like yeah all right we'll just follow the expressway to like very next shot is the like oh fuck we're gonna die part of town trash cans are on fire there's just trash everywhere It's shitty Chicago. Mm-hmm. Supposed is it supposed to be the South Side? I guess I get yeah. I don't know. Uh, it's under the the tracks. There's so. not. I I, been, I don't know. I didn't see any place like this in Chicago. The worst place in Chicago I went to was near the United Center, and that's doesn't look I like this know. shit. I mean, the, it, the, this, this is, is like the the Escape from New York, like East St. Louis bullshit. Yeah, thing. I mean, this is this is close to like the day of nine eleven style, just debris and shit everywhere, blowing around like. Just a million papers for some reason. Like everyone comes down here, steals a briefcase, opens it up, all the papers fly out. Right. It's not newspapers, just papers. Mm-hmm. Just people's papers flying around. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's just leaves and shit everywhere. And they're still like, Haha, well, good job. Where's the expressway? Why don't we ask these people? And they get on the loudspeaker and start talking to some, you know, homeless <sighs> people. Hobos. Yeah. It this the way this movie starts out, you're almost like, Man, whatever happens to these guys, they fucking deserve it because they're fucking douches mm-hmm. uh true. They're, they're just like hey hobos you want to come help us out and and one of them starts reaching into his pocket and jeremy piven reaches down and pulls out a gun and they're like ah it's just a bottle of hooch ah. and they're like whoa shit dude where'd you get a gun and he's like guns you know yeah, it's chicago <laughs> i have a gun um so they're like yeah why don't you just put that away so gun has been established mm-hmm. there's a gun there is and they're at 92 yeah oh the year or previous year's model right yeah it was <laughs> yeah. um yeah so they just keep driving around and jeremy piven is just getting more and more distracted by bullshit because everyone's yelling and slapping each other around and everything mm-hmm. and they hit someone yeah and, well they were like doing a whole like oh there's a map in the and, and he's like i don't see a map and so he's like leaning over and they like almost bump into he almost bumps into a car and a person yeah. like leaps out right in front of it and and they're like boom, boom you know yeah Uh-oh. and so they do ten minutes of maybe it was a dog maybe there was nothing fuck it we're leaving and they all just have to convince each other no we need to go see what we hit right. Jeremy Piven is just like man fuck this 
Um, they find a guy that they did hit, mm-hmm. and they're like, "Call the police!" And he pulls out his Motorola flip phone, you know, from the nineties. Yep. And like dials nine one one is like, "Poop, no service, guys. Yeah. Sorry, sorry, you're so shitty part of town. Whoops." Yeah, even though it totally had service. This is a dead. lie. Yeah, yeah. he's yeah. lying. Yeah. <laughs> Jeremy Piven is shit. Um, so they, they drag this dude into the RV, like clear off like the, the table and, yeah. you know, whatever, the couch area in the back. And then mm-hmm. like they're checking him out. And like, holy shit, wait, not only did we maybe hit you, you've been shot. Yeah. And this guy's just like, man, you got to go. Like, they're going to be after me. And they, they find like a wad of bloody cash in this jacket. Yeah. They're, they're like, like, oh, you're this- a thief, yeah. man. Fuck you. And. Jeremy Piven's just like, oh, he dump goes, him out. He just, goes he goes into immediate freakout mode. Yeah. Like, get this guy the fuck out of here. Yeah. yeah but especially they, when the guy's like, they're coming for me. He's like, get him the fuck out of here. Ah. Yeah. But they hear and see a cop car just whiz by a cross street. And they, like, Emilio Estevez just goes and gets in the driver's seat and is just like, let's do this. And, like, Cuba Gooding Jr. is just on the megaphone just shouting at them like, hey, cops, hey, hey. SOS. Hey. <laughs> I like that he says SOS. Like, yeah. Okay. Like the cops would just be like, wait, turn around. It's funny. Those cops never do shit. No. Like they know. <laughs> but uh, eventually they are run into by a late model sedan. Mm. Um, and they're like, what the shit? And do they, do they stop here and get out? Well, they, they get uh, hit. And then, yeah. The, uh, no, I think they're like, oh, fuck, get out of here. You know, because like the car obviously deliberately hit them mm-hmm. um and they just kind of I, I think it's like the the impact just causes them to like you know the old like oh we can't stop because we just got hit so they basically like austin power well not completely austin powers because that'd be perpendicular but they they drive down a, a, and wedge themselves into an alley yeah an increasingly narrow alley yeah, that yeah. eventually gets them stuck right and they're like oh what do we do now and then suddenly off camera a hand shatters the back window of this RV and they just pull the guy who's been shot out and just ignore the four of them. Yeah. You know, just like this doesn't concern you. Just stay there. And then they just drag this guy out to the middle of the street. And then they do like they do a bunch of like shadowy shadowy figure stuff for some reason, even though it's like it's 1993 and Dennis Leary walks out and clearly is Dennis Leary. Yeah. He's in shadow for a long time. It's like like, I know who that is. So, I would have known who that was in 93. Yeah, especially with that voice. Yeah. You know? His name is in the credits. Well, that, that too. Yeah, it's not really a surprise. But yeah, yeah it's, it's just why why'd you steal from me all this stuff, you know? And, and they just shout back and forth. We grew up together. And he's yeah. like, yeah, well, blam. Yeah, shoot him in the head. And mm-hmm. then they're all like, oh, damn shit. Oh, fuck. Yep. They're coming to kill us next. And then they're like, no witnesses. Go get them. Mm-hmm. And, so they come at them and everyone's like, Cooper getting Jr. freaks out immediately, grabs a fire extinguisher, and throws it through the front windshield. Well, tries <laughs> throws to. it yeah. into the front windshield. Tries <laughs> to, yeah. yeah, enough to break it to where they all kick it and start going out that way. Emilio Estevez is like, I'm setting this motherfucker on fire. Well, yeah, because uh, <laughs> also, I just want to point out, like, they had beer bottles and liquor bottles everywhere, and Jeremy mm-hmm. Piven's first instinct was like, <laughs> first, take, like, several giant swigs of, of vodka, yes. and then, like, try to call the cops, you know, yeah. and then throw all the shit out, like, and it's like... That was before they even yeah, crashed. Before though. they yeah. crashed. Yeah, I was just saying, like, he was, like, disposing of all this, but yet, let, let me take a big old sip to explain <laughs> that I'm shit-faced and, yeah. you know, smell like alcohol. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But anyway. But yeah, D- Estevez uses the remainder of the alcohol right. to pour it around the, the vehicle, and then he sets it on fire. They get out and start running, and then this thing explodes, and Emilio Estevez... Like three is, times. Yeah. yeah, fucking goes. Oh, also, Jeremy Piven managed to grab the gun just before yes. he got out, but didn't show anyone. He just does the tuck it in his waistband right. and, and jumps out, too. Yeah, and Estevez is like... Dude, that's not what I expected to happen. Sorry about your your RV, bro. And yeah, now it's just it's run, 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 and they run from the next the, like hour. They just run. Yeah, and it, run it's it's and a run. chase after that. It's just it's just set piece to set piece basically. Like first they go to train yard, 
Yeah, they hide in a train car for a while, and then they have to deal with hobo, uh, train hobos. There's goddamn hobo Trobos. force in there. <laughs> well, it's like a hobo shakedown. It's just <laughs> well, it's they're like hobo gremlins because like there's one, mm-hmm. and then suddenly there's two, and then suddenly in the next shot there's like twelve. <laughs> well, someone produced cash, and that that's, that's what true. Makes the them hobos. Are, yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Then all the hobos are like, <laughs> spare some change. <laughs> um, you don't give handouts after midnight or something. Yeah. 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 Um. So yeah, this so uh, Dennis Leary is a magnet for wherever they are. Like in all of Chicago, wherever they go hide, they're on it. Yeah. Okay. Fuck. I I always feel like I have these moments where I'm like, I don't want to derail what's happening, <laughs> I but it. I feel like it's like, <laughs> no. I just I mean like there's 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 a thing to be said about this movie. I feel like this movie would have worked much better five to ten years before it is set because mm-hmm. a it had a cell phone. Yep. You know, I mean, it doesn't, we didn't have GPSs and things like that yet. Right. But A, they have a cell phone. B, they're in Chicago. And there's, and the the bad guys lose sight of them multiple times. It's like, fuck, dude, it should not be that hard to hide in a city. Like, but it is. But it is. Like, I'm like, (laughs) wherever they go, they are instantly. I mean, the train yard thing was like, how? Like, because they, 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 they they weren't anywhere near them. They had to, like, drive around the block to get around the burning RV and all this stuff. And then they're just like, they went to to the train yard. (laughs) They explained it easily with Dennis Leary saying, I knew they'd go to the train yard. (laughs) Yeah. It's like they always go to the train yard. These city folk. Yeah. Or Dennis Leary into Dennis Miller. But but they they get shaken (laughs) down by the hobos and basically give them all their money and their wallets and everything. Yeah. Um, When they had a gun uh-huh. right yeah at least one of them had a gun well because also that means you could say be quiet yeah i mean i i don't know this movie's just this movie's weird in a lot of ways because I, it's sort of like hey we want you to identify with these upper class assholes mm-hmm. and let's make all of the poor people ass like even bigger assholes yeah, because like the hobos are just like, what if we start making noise and they let well, them know we're over here? Well, and they're like, they're going to shoot you, too. And they're like, yeah. I don't think so. They might even give us a reward. There's one like proto radio guy in there who is just like, I went to college. Give me your jacket. And Kubi Gooding Jr. is like, no. And he's like, give me the jacket. And he just he's the one who sets it off. Basically, right. he's shouting, give me the jacket. And everyone starts freaking out yeah. and it becomes a hobo brawl. Right. But like I said, <laughs> not before they've given him all their wallets and everything. So, yes, yeah. it becomes a hobo brawl and they escape out of the train car, right. leaving their wallets and everything behind. So then it's like, I know everything about you. Cause... Yeah. And Dennis Leary shoots the guy who stole Cuba Gooding Jr.'s jacket because right. he thought it was Cuba Gooding Jr. Um, but it wasn't. It was the hobo. Uh, so they run to a housing project. Mm-hmm. Um, and I mean, they try to find some other random people on the street who are all like, no, no, no one talk to you. No phone. Yeah. And they, they try like a cell, uh, a phone, phone booth. booth. And of yeah. course, you know, it's destroyed because even in 1993, people were like, man, fuck phone booths. Am I right? right. <laughs> Public phone. I'm beating the fuck out of this thing. Um, but eventually they, they, they try to figure out a way into this project and there's just one kid who's just like standing on a swing, just swinging. And, He's the lookout. Yeah. He's the lookout for the neighborhood hoodlums. Right. <laughs> and but they eventually get in and they they go up like three or four floors until they finally find someone who's just standing in the hallway throwing their, her trash away. And they're like, hey, we need to use your phone. And it takes like two minutes of convincing. You know, it's like, OK, look. We obviously don't belong here. We saw a kid get shot. Blah 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 blah. We just want to call the cops. Yeah, and she and so that's enough to get her in. Now, Dennis Leary and crew arrive. Mm-hmm. Um, they are confronted by the gang that that 
kid was a lookout for and there's some negotiation this means fuck all really it's Basically, just yeah. it's just a moment for Dennis Leary to really explain that he's also in this gang society and he knows how shit works and like hey little man let me let me give you some life lessons on yeah being like you're, a gang you got to look tough and yeah. i understand that blah blah, blah you know yeah. it's it's ne- okay it is never clear what Dennis Leary does except that well, all we know is that he had money that guy stole it they shot him they've and that's it, really. Yeah, he was selling something. One yeah. could assume drugs, I guess. But but there's never more than four people mm-hmm. in his crew. They don't call anybody. They don't make it. And, and it seems Dennis Leary's obsession with catching these these guys kind of just jumps a shark at one point because it's just like, you should really back off now. This doesn't have any payoff for you. Like, you are just, you're obviously going to die at the end of this and why you've decided that tonight's the night your entire criminal enterprise is done seems dumb because um, he had several outs where he could just be like you know what forget it yeah. um, but anyway they eventually find them on whatever floor they're on well they're just like I mean they're literally kicking in and shooting doors and stuff like that they're just like we don't fucking care that's that's the thing is like it's another part of the weirdness of this movie is that they're concerned about the four people who witnessed a murder and then they are going around just making the loudest amount of noise yeah. and getting a whole bunch of other witnesses that they don't care about. And murdering a whole bunch of other sure. people. Sure. I, I mean, it's 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 very strange. It's like, I, I get the murder, the witness plot device in a movie, mm-hmm. but, you know, you're you're going through a housing project just shooting up random doors and, and threatening people, and it's like, now they've all witnessed you yeah. and committing crimes. You yeah, know? I mean, like, I know it's not murder. Well, nobody but, snitches in the hood. At least in, in I mean, this the whole, hood, probably. Yeah, I and the whole point is the cops never come down here no matter what happens. Right, right. Which, Which is like, I, I don't know. I mean, so I suppose eventually I think they do. I suppose that's conceivable, but like, it's weird because like this, this this movie keeps running the gamut between like, this is a desolate, like deserted place to like, no, there's a lot of people that live here and here's a whole giant store that's well furnished. You know, it's like, okay, I don't get it. If there's, if there's as many people here, there will be some police presence, you know, yeah. maybe slow or you know whatever right. but I mean, it's like not not like oh fuck it it's you know yeah if there's well, still random people like normal citizens tr- attempting to live somewhere well for one i mean i think that this is probably a place where people don't call the cops okay to be fair to be fair um <laughs> two when they say they've called the cops i don't know if they've called the cops because there's something wrong with their phone line that was after that was that after yeah. did their phone line get cut yeah they cut the phones for the whole building okay i missed that then. yeah all right i was i was confused and now i am not yeah because they're both incredulous about it they're like what do you mean the phone's not working um but anyway they're just like go up to the roof the kids have a way to get over to the next building get the fuck out of my apartment <laughs> yeah um so but they do they go up to the roof um it's the classic like rickety ladder between two buildings thing with like some there's like a piece boards. of plywood tied yeah. to, to two ladders to get across um so and, of course they all do. They're like, oh, I don't know, man. Uh, scared well, of heights. I, you know, okay. So there are a lot of interesting, interesting moments of direction in this movie. I think this is like the first time it's really kind of interesting because they do give you the perspective of okay, they're really high up, and then they've got this crane shot as each person goes across, and they're going across a gap like that is dangerous, and it's the actors doing it. It's well shot for that. It is it is a well shot sense of like, oh, no, the actors are in peril. Um, but the problem with this is that Jeremy Piven has gotten to the point where he is just he is just completely shut down. He's like, I can't. I can't. Mm-hmm. I cannot. 
Um, he convinces Emilio Estevez to let him be the last one to go across. And then after the three of them finally get across, because Emilio Estevez almost falls to his death because the ladder starts to fall apart. Um, Jeremy Piven just throws the ladder off. Yeah, and he's basically, I'm going to reason with them. Yeah, I'm going to I'm going to negotiate. So uh, at some point, Cuba Gooding Jr. got the gun. Yeah, they discovered he had it in there. Like, what did you tell us? Yeah. He's like, I'm telling you now. Because, oh, he brandished the gun at the at the people who let them use their phone. Yeah. And they're like, dude, what the hell? These yeah, are the like, only people trying to help us. He's like, why didn't you use that before? Like, yeah. why are you using it against us now? Yeah. And Jeremy Piven. Jeremy Piven, like, I think they cut all the scenes of him doing cocaine. Because <laughs> he is he is entirely too wired for the situation, given the amount of alcohol he was Pretty drinking. Pretty sure that's just actually Jeremy Piven. I agree. But still, they probably should have had the character like every like just in the background, just fucking a bag, a Ziploc bag full of coke that he's just shoving his face into because that's how the character is acting. But anyway, so the bad guys show up and Jeremy Piven just kind of like slicks his hair back and goes into, you know, salesman mode. He's kind of doing the diehard guy. What's his face like? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Like, yeah. You know. Ellis? Yes. Yeah, Ellis. Yeah. yeah, thank you. Yeah. Hans. Bobby. <laughs> yeah. And this is just like, so all right, guys, what do you say? $100,000 cash. Yeah. You want that? I get in cash for you in the morning. Yeah. We'll and just forget like, about this whole thing. And they're like, yeah, that sounds all right. And what uh, about this ring? This ring's worth fifteen k. We'll just call it a down payment. Yeah. And then, like, this and, and works, that, but that then is probably a lot. It's well, funny because no. they're just like, they're fucking with him, basically, because yeah. they're just like, ooh, that is a really nice ring. That's, yeah, and they're passing. Ooh, take a look at this. And, yeah. But then, like, Dennis Leary snaps mm-hmm. and just gets up in his face and is just yelling at him. And then, like, Jeremy Piven looks like he's about to cry. And then he just says, 200,000. And they'll go, yeah, all right. Like, this was the negotiating ploy that they were doing. And it's like, they're all slapping each other, high fives and everything. And everything is fine. And then Dennis Leary's like, uh, or uh, Jeremy Piven says, you know, man, I didn't think I was going to get off this roof in one piece. And <laughs> Dennis Leary's like, oh, you're going to get off this roof in one piece and just chucks him over the side of the yeah. building. Uh, he clotheslines him <laughs> yeah. off the side of the building. It's yeah. And he falls to he, his death. That's he the... wasn't getting out of that alive oh, no. at any point. No, no. And there's also zero possibility that he could ever come across a hundred thousand dollars by morning. Well, he could steal it from his dad. No, his dad doesn't have money. OK. But anyway, yeah. Everything so, he said is a lie. Sure, sure absolutely. Could actually, getting... actually, I think it'd probably be more like his dad does have money and be like, he'd do the whole like, we're not giving them the money. We're calling the cops and like get his son killed anyway. Or, and probably him too. Right. Yeah. The if if, if it's had somehow to work. <laughs> you know, yeah. yeah. Somehow had, had worked. Yeah. But so Cuba Gooding Jr. freaks out at this point and just starts shooting at them. Uh, hits one guy in the shoulder, which never affects that guy ever again. Mm-hmm. Um, and then it's just, okay, get him. Is this when they run out of bullets or does he actually shoot? anymore he has a he has a few more at some point but between this location and the sewer the gun is gone like he runs out at some point and apparently just tosses the gun aside because that's it Mm -hmm. but everyone is okay so Emilio Estevez is kind of like still just being chill uh Cuba Cuba Gooding Jr. has freaked the fuck out and is trying to get Steven Dorff to freak the fuck out with him he's just like who's coming with me i mean he's he's in that like come on get yourself up come on little man let's do this um and so he'd also been egging on his like you know let's fight everybody tendencies earlier in the movie and yeah it was like stop that yeah so they they come down out of that building and go to a sewer grate get into that climb down thinking they're safe immediately dennis leary is standing right there like hey francis i see you he walks past and i don't know what he hears or sees that makes him turn around and go back to that sewer grate. He just has this weird witness sense. <laughs> it's constantly, he's always Is he like, an orphan. 
Yes, he might he must be. be. He's yeah. an or- that's why he's so mad. He's an orphan. Yeah. And so he's got orphan vision. Man, he could have just been Batman. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> if he had just used cool. his powers for good. I could see Dennis Leary as Batman back in the 90s. <laughs> Smoking. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. You yeah. want a dark and gritty Batman? Give yeah. it a fucking Dennis Leary. <laughs> I'm Bruce Wayne. Come on. Ranting man. all the time. Yes. <sighs> Absolutely. That, yeah, that I want to hear his Batman voice. Kind of would be okay. I thought it was funny, like, when they were climbing down into the sewer... Um, I said, like, if this was Demolition Man, they would now be meeting Dennis Leary down (laughs) there because that's just every early 90s movie. Just at some point, you would run into a gang run by Dennis Leary right in the sewers. (laughs) Yes. Um, So anyway, he's he's right there on top of them firing shots into the grates. And they're like, okay, we got to go down this sewer water slide they've built in here (laughs) for funsies. (laughs) So they slide around in all the grossness and eventually get to some room with like a scaffolding in it and a bunch of pipes yeah, there's like a shit. junction room of some kind yeah and they're like the line must be drawn here yeah and because like, like this... estevez is just like i'm going up and kuba gooding jr is like it's too bright up there they'll see you <laughs> yeah i want to take a stand i want to let's i always wanted to know if i could be a soldier mm-hmm. and he just picks up a pipe is like let's do this and estevez is like they have guns idiot and he's like there's three entrances and we'll all get Plus, we got two pipes and a stick. Yeah, because, yes. When they finally convince Estevez to join their their now bloodlust murder party, um, Estevez just reaches down and picks up a wet stick. Yeah, but it's like it's all like smooth. Like, it's like a hobbit cane. <laughs> <laughs> it's just like, yeah. dude, why is that in the sewer? It's weird. Like, it takes him four seconds to just resign himself to, I guess I'm going to die in the sewer with you assholes. I'll use this stick for a weapon. And then it's 10 minutes of everyone standing near an, an entrance into their room. Well, also, all right, on the, on the fuck these guys thing, they're like, <laughs> there are three entrances to this room. We'll just each cover one. Yeah. But apparently there was another. There's entrance. like 60. There's four. There's, apparently there's another one because like, because because Zed dude kind of yeah. comes, just sneaks up completely like nobody's covering an entrance and yep. he just like walks right up and is right at Cuba Gooding Jr. Yep. He's going to shoot him. And Steven Dorff sees this and does the like, oh, fuck, man, yeah. I can't move thing and Estevez pops up out of fucking nowhere yeah, he just like dive tackles him from out of nowhere and yeah. knocks the gun away and Cooper Gooding Jr. gets that gun and Zed is like uh you don't come on look at you you don't have the guts to use that just give me that back and we'll call it even and Cooper Gooding Jr. just basically shoots him in the heart well because because he, he says something like you want to end up like your friend uh whatever the fuck uh Jerry is that what the uh Jeremy Piven guy was whatever the hell his name was Ray Ray yeah. You want to end up like Razor. Razor. Yeah. Because <laughs> they were like, yeah, you're going to end up like him. And he was like, ooh. Yeah. Push my buttons. And yep. He murders him. Murders him. And then from this point on, Cooper Gooding Jr. is like, I want to murder everything. Because uh, <laughs> Emilio Estevez and his brother have decided to start climbing up. And he's like, where are you going? Come on. Let's do this. I have a gun now. Let's just murder them. There's only two left. Let's do this. And they're just like, well, there's n- three. There's three left. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. Um, all right, because like Dennis Leary and yeah, they find they find Zed's dead body, and then the one asshole dude who's just like the guy who's been shot. Yeah, the guy is just like, man, I didn't set up for this and this. And Dennis Leary basically just drowns him while giving a speech about annoying people in prison. Uh, he had an annoying cellmate. <laughs> yeah, not him annoying people in prison. Right. Like, hey, you're uh, in prison. Although eh, I'm sure he, I'm eh. sure he did, <laughs> but he also murdered. I'm smoking them. outside your bar. <laughs> <laughs> you're in prison, eh? I'm an asshole. Um. Yeah, so public he, toilets and I piss on the seat. <laughs> he murders that guy, and then it's just him and 
the edge is the other gang member who's there. <laughs> right. And uh, that's the edge from you two. Yes. Correct? Yeah. Yes. Mm-hmm. And uh, that guy's just like, uh, OK, maybe we should go. <laughs> Dennis Leary's like, yeah, all right. So they climb out and uh, our heroes have taken up perch on like a second story across the street and they see a city bus mm-hmm. and they're like, sweet, we're rescued city bus. And they just run over to the city bus and the bus driver's like, well, fuck no. Well, they, well, they get downstairs just like as, it, as it's finished, it's, you know, it's normal stop. And they're just running alongside it like, hey. Yeah. And she's like, and I uh-uh. can tell you zero bus drivers in the entire world will stop for that bullshit. Why this bus was even in this area. I don't understand. Because it's she like 2 a.m. She had. To. I guess. I don't know. It just seems like that bus should have been covered with graffiti and also not have tires anymore. Like the second it stops, it immediately gets checked. <laughs> they steal all the tires. So. Uh, Getting Jr. fires a shot at the bus and then the other two are like, whoa, let's just calm down and we're going to go. And then Cuba Gooding Jr. is like, oh, I got no place else to go. Can I come with you? And they're like, yeah. So they go. Mm-hmm. And then they just walk up to like this grocery store. Yeah, they this- find like a weird bodega supermarket it says like a meat mark or like a swap a f- meat five floor it says swap meat which is like that's not what a swap meat is well, a swap meat is like where other like people get together and trade things there's just, probably swap meat in there's in probably there. swap meat in there and it probably also contains a swap yeah there's probably <laughs> some swapping of meat and happening in uh, yeah for sure but like, like there's the produce floor produce and like electronics. Administ- it's like a fucking department yeah, store. It's, it's like a Montgomery so Ward. It's like the end of Gremlins. It's <laughs> it's just whatever you need this area to be. Mm-hmm. That's what yes. it's going to be. That's, that's my point of like if this place is as abandoned as like the cops are like, well, fuck that place. Why would there be a store, yeah. a store with security guards? Because yeah. that's their plan. They're like 24 hours security. Well, let's put that to the test. Garbage can through the plate glass window. And hey. We're here. God. We're touching everything again. They're just being fucking assholes. They're being that guy from House of Wax. They are just like, we're in here. We're touching all your shit. What are you gonna do about it? I mean, to be fair, this is not the worst plan in the entire world. Nope. If it says twenty-four hour security, yeah, they need to get security's attention by breaking shit and well by making noise. Just mm-hmm. the alarm should speak for itself. Right. Like they yeah. don't have to also just be smug assholes. Like we won because like. Two security guards immediately show up and draw guns on them. And they're like, oh, let's do them, man. Yeah, and they're just like, oh, sweet. Yeah, frisk me, bro. <laughs> to the point that one of them like, finally is like, I got these guys covered. Go call the cops quick because these guys are hopped up on something. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Yeah, they are high as fuck. Um, so they're all just like jokey joke while the guys just got a security guard murder boner for them. And eventually he's frisking him and yeah. eventually finds the gun on Cuba Gooding. Which, like right before he does, Cuba Gooding Jr. is like, oh, shit, oh, I shit. have the gun. <laughs> it's like, oh, and then like the guy's like, don't you fucking move. And he's like, yeah, OK, look, OK, no more jokey joke time. Um, so the other guard goes up to whatever floor the the it's all floors have this, this one office on it. This is like a lot of the geography in this movie was working until this yeah. until the ending. And then it's like. Wait, what? Yeah, because, okay, so he goes into the office and he picks up the phone and dials 911. It rings like once and then immediately stealth Tennis Leary is there and stabs him to death. So he's like, all right, let's 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 fucking do this. And then, like, <sighs> what does he do? He shoots the, the other sh- rent-a-cop? I believe so, yeah. And well, they, no, he, well, he does the knife kill on the, yeah, on the guy, the the guy the phone, in the office. But, but the, which, this is what doesn't make sense because this office is on some floor above the first level as right. indicated later by the fact that they take an elevator up and they're in this room. Yeah. So it's like, why would they enter this place 
not on the first floor. Who knows? But man. anyway, they murdered the one security guard, and the other one, like Cuba Gooding Jr., sees the 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 edge uh, henchman dude. Yeah, he sees him just behind at, him, and just kind of like ducks out of the way as he gets shot in the back. Yeah. Um, so they all kind of, well, th- they knew he was coming because Dennis Leary also got on the, like, he did like the attention Kmart shoppers, yeah. you know, thing on the, on the intercom. And the, <laughs> Fresh yeah. meat now in the swap meat <laughs> right. section. <laughs> right. And there's, so there's a bunch of confusing geography that happens. Yep. Yeah. They run uh, around the first floor for a while. The, the two brothers get separated like for half a second from Cuba Gooding Jr., and then somehow Cuba Gooding Jr. cannot move from one stealth spot to another because oh, the guy he, yeah, is the there guy shooting at him. With his enormous, like, he's got a desert, desert eagle. eagle. Yeah. And he's... I try not to be the guy that complains about, like, how many shots people are firing without loading. Mm-hmm. But this guy shoots this fucking gun, like, a million times. Um this movie is particularly bad about it. Like the revolvers mm-hmm. have as many shots as they need until people, they don't. Except for when it doesn't, because I called it exactly right, how and, many were left in yeah, the right. revolver that Cuba Gooding yeah. Jr. ends up with. But there's a lot of gun reloading in this last bit of business. Eh, and it seems like maybe there bit. shouldn't be like people are just opening up guns and throwing out the shells and putting more in. And... Well, Dennis Leary reloads. Yeah. He's the only one who reloads in the entire okay. movie. Mm-hmm. Um, Cuba opens his revolver to check how many rounds he's got and closes yeah. it back up. Yeah. Yeah. Because he's doing, like, as you said, he's stuck behind one stealth bot and he's like, I, I, I you go, I'm going to, I'm going to distract them. Yeah. And goes, goes chasing, towards him, goes chasing towards him with what I was like, at this point I was like, he has one, maybe two shots in that yeah. gun mm-hmm. just based on like how many times he shot. Yep. And that's exactly, he had two left and cause they confront each other like through one of those like security gate, like slidey gate things. Yeah. And they both shoot each other once, and then Kuba's like, "Well, I got one more shot," so he shoots that guy again. And then does the continual click, yeah. thing. Yeah, and he's just got this look on his face, like, "Oh God!" <laughs> uh, this guy just fires a couple shots into the floor and eventually goes down. Uh, this prompts Dennis Leary to, I guess, come back downstairs while the two brothers are still scurrying somewhere, trying to get to Kuba Gooding Jr. Um, so Dennis Leary comes downstairs and there's a stock guy pushing out like a cart of drinks or something. Yeah, it's a whole pallet of yeah. Cokes. Or and whatever. he's got headphones on and uh, he's just singing to himself and enjoying his headphones. And Dennis Leary is just shooting at what he's pushing and he I, doesn't hear like the first four shots of it. I guarantee you, <laughs> you are going if if you're in a place, yeah. <laughs> I was about to qualify it. But if you're in literally any place uh-huh. and you have just shitty 1990s Walkman headphones on, yeah. you're going to hear any gunshot anywhere near you're you. You're going to hear just about everything because yeah. They, yeah. They, <laughs> didn't, they had no yeah. sound dampening no. field or anything. Yeah. So, Entering but what he does notice field. is the liquid shooting out of the beverages that he was pushing and yeah. he's like, oh shit! And then just Says, turns around. Somebody hates these cans! <laughs> yeah. He turns around <laughs> This guy and, hates these cans! <laughs> he runs off and Dennis Leary is just like, ah, Fuck that guy. So, yeah, I don't know why he's not now hardcore murder him for some reason, uh, but he doesn't. Uh, so, Stephen Dorff gets over to Cooper Gooding Jr. at one point, and they're trying to get away, and he gets shot in the leg. Yeah, well, he's like, because me, the rest of us does like, the, hey, I'm over here to like yeah. try to distract him, you know, because he's like, why? Oh, because first he was like, 
Dennis Leary had the drop on Cuba Gooding Jr. He's like, come on, Francis, why don't you come get your friend? Yeah. And he does the like run over the other side. It's like, I'm actually over here. Yeah. And Stephen Dorff goes to rescue him. But how does he get shot? He, does Dennis the dude, Leary does, shoots him. Does the dude come back to life and shoot him? No. no the other guy Dennis Leary just okay. gets a shot off. All right. So, yeah, he gets him in the leg. and Oh, yeah. He's dragging Cuba Gooding Jr. Yeah. away. Yeah. And Dennis Leary shoots him in the back of the head or the leg. Yeah. <laughs> Whoa. <laughs> <laughs> Would have been nice. Wow. Um, <laughs> Would yeah. have clipped this movie out a little bit. Yeah. Um, yeah, but he gets shot in the back of the leg mm-hmm. while he's trying to hustle Cuba away. And yeah. they somehow get away again and sneak They just into make a-, a mad dash for the elevator. Yeah, oh, that's yeah. what it is. Yeah, they slide into the elevator sort of. and Because Dennis they- is running at them, unloading right. another... Clip. And that's that's when they get up... Uh, <laughs> I almost did it, but I don't care. Uh, they, they go up to another level, and that's... Uh, yes. <laughs> I believe it's a typeface, and uh, <laughs> uh, it's the name of the man. Yeah, <laughs> actually, it's, it's a periodical monster. <laughs> yeah. um, but they go up to some other level, whichever level where the office is, because first they go, they, they hit the fifth floor button. Yeah, yeah. Like they hit somewhere up high, and they they go hide in a bathroom, and and they don't put them in like one of the stalls. There's like a broom closet inside the bathroom. Right. And they're like just hide out here. Um, so I, it'll and, be the last place he looks. I guarantee it. Yeah. And Except it it's the first place he looks. No, he, no. Yeah. He, he, oh, he throws no. open every door in there. I mean, he goes right for the bathroom, yes. but he go, doesn't get, make it to the broom closet. Because right. Emilio Estevez has run into the office where the dead security guard is, tries to use phone, sees it's cut, mm-hmm. um, then hits the silent alarm. And Dennis Leary is like in the bathroom checking all the stalls, and they're trying to lock the deadbolt that's. The deadbolt that's on the inside of the broom closet for some reason. <laughs> right, yes. Now that I think about that, it's really fucking that's weird. That's really dumb. <laughs> Why would there be a deadbolt inside the broom closet? Well, yes. you buy the cheap lock. Right. Mm-hmm. You only need to ever lock the broom closet from the outside, and you never want to be locked in accidentally. Okay, sure. That's my that's my reason. Okay. I'm, I'm going right. to make an excuse for this movie I'll, right here. I'll go with it, I guess. Yeah, it's all I'll, right. I'll allow it. Um, but yeah, he is just <laughs> about to get, he is just about to get to the closet, and then the most of his once again does the hey I'm out here, hey, you, and he's just you got, scumbag. He, this is where he wants to murder all of them, but especially Emil Estevez for some reason oh, yeah. because like he had his wallet. Well, like he's been doing like the oh you're married, huh? You live over in the North Shore, and you're an Italian wife, and I've always wanted an Italian woman. What if I? Uh, what, what's your baby's name? Yeah. <laughs> which what is which what is if the I, thing? I don't know something your baby. I don't know. Yeah. Whatever, just menacing. So this floor is whatever goods and services you need this floor to be, because like it starts out like sporting goods, but it's and all like they're th- in a we a just <laughs> big lots section of Hall of Mirrors is what it is basically breakable goods glassware everywhere, mm-hmm. so they can distort the images and everything. Just and, some crystal shit. Yeah, and eventually this just becomes struggle between the two of them. Mm-hmm. They fight for a while. Milo Estevez seems like he's out for the count. Well, he finally does the like, why don't I? Because he, he's doing the menacing, like, why don't I fuck with your baby in some way? And then it's just like rage, daddy yes. strength. You yeah, know, well, that's yeah. He's he's down and out, and then he's just like, hey, you know, I'm gonna go. You got that baby right? And Milo Estevez just pops up and is just rapid fire punching him, and just like is just he has all the the strength in the world to murder Dennis Leary. Gets him over to this railing, which gives way. And Dennis Leary almost goes, but he's teetering on the edge. And he's like, he immediately says, help me. <laughs> Save no, me. No. And Emilio Estevez is like, you got it, bro. And reaches for him. And he starts doing the, the Christopher Lloyd Star Trek three thing of just like, ha ha, you fell for it. You're coming with me. And how does he get away from him? He just. 
He just slips away from beats him? Beats him away. Sort okay. of, yeah. I think he like just hits his hand away, like, not today, pal. Yeah. He, which he says pal for some reason. It's like, that's not menacing. Yeah. Like, it worked once. Yeah. And Dennis Leary just kind of falls, like, a story or two down. He falls down. I mean, it's a, it's a fall it's that like, would kill a normal It's like human. two stories. But he also, yeah. like, lands on, directly on a staircase, which yes. would make it even worse. Yes. But in movie terms, it's not... Nowhere near bad enough for what Dennis Larry needed, no. or to put a final period on this bad guy. Right. Well, uh, it's it's just all right. It's realistically enough to murder someone. Yes, but it's just enough to keep you guessing: is he going to come back? Which makes what's about to happen work okay. Yeah, because, because well, so like after he's fallen, uh, I mean, the best best just looks over and just says, "Don't call me Francis," which is just. The worst cool line. Don't call me Francis. <laughs> it's like, please. Right, pal. Not, yeah, because we came up with like four of them based on all the merchandise they were wrecking <laughs> along the yep. way. Mm-hmm. They were much better. Uh, so he does what anyone should do, either in a movie or in real life. He goes down to make sure Dennis Leary's dead. And I like that there's there's multiple shots where it's like, is his hand still there? Like, yeah. is he not? Has he moved? Yeah, they keep showing you exactly just like a little piece of him. Like, he's still there in this shot. Okay, he's still there in this shot. And then he gets there and he has to step over him to get to the rest of the staircase to go back down. Eventually, Cuba Gooding Jr. is just shouting at the top of his lungs like, hey, Frank, you okay? You okay? And he's like, yeah, it's okay. And yeah. then that's it. Cops burst in. Well, no, 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 yeah. no, they don't yet because he goes back to the office and like he finds like the administrative oh, oh, office because right. yeah, like there was a, a security office and then there's an administrative office. Yeah. And he goes, there's a working phone. And he hits 911. Yes. Like gets one ring again and it's like gun to the head. And right. that, that's why I'm saying it kind of works because you're like, ah, oh, fuck, of course he wasn't dead. But yeah. it's like, nope, it's a cop. Yeah. And, and it's he, funny because the cop is just like, I'm going to fucking murder you for all this chaos that you've caused. And his partner runs in and he goes, story checks out, chief. Well, he's, <laughs> he's, he's like, like <laughs> my friends are bleeding to death in, in the bathroom. And yeah, but just junior detective runs in and just goes, it checks out. Also, <laughs> and he's like, you're free to go. Also, <laughs> I like like, OK, if he was a criminal and his criminal friends were bleeding to death in the basement, why would that mean like, ah, you're off the hook? Yeah, exactly. We'll just call it a wash. Yeah. <laughs> it's like you did still murder a few people tonight. Also, your friend is dead, and there's the RV that exploded. You might have to answer some questions downtown. Oh, no, sorry, your wife is here, so why don't you go see her? Everything's and- fine. I like that, like, the wife got there with no issue. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I just mean, like... Immediately. Well, yeah, it's like... It um, took her no time to get there. Right. I mean, I hope maybe the cops... Was really just that, she probably took that bus that stops oh, there. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> right. She seems like the bus but how going did, type. how did she get there in, like, zero seconds? I don't know. Uh, maybe that's why they don't show her. She had a map. <laughs> <laughs> right. See now again you think like okay Dennis Larry's gonna be outside with a wig and a dress on from a part of the store <laughs> and then he's just like ha ha Francis blam. But no, they just they don't even show any of this. He just walks behind a door and then it cuts to black. Yep. We don't even get a crane shot no, pulling away. Not, no paramedics outside. No. no. There's there's one paramedic tending to Emilio Estevez at first who is just I don't know. Dabbing what him with a cloth. Yeah, I don't know what he's doing. He's not touching any of his wounds. He's just he is carefully <laughs> avoiding wiping the makeup off. Right. That's what he's doing. Yeah. Mm. Oh, so. He was probably wiping the sheen off of him. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I get it. That's a joke. I know <sighs> what those are. 
So they're wheeling out Cooper Gooding Jr. And he's like, am I going to be able to make it to the Bears game? I got 50-yard line tickets to the Bears. And the paramedics are just like, I don't know, dude. You're probably going to die. So (laughs) Estevez just kind of walks past him and goes over to his brother and is just like, hey, you got tickets for the Bears game now this weekend. And Steve Adorf says, I'm too young for this shit. (laughs) As they're wheeling him out. That's his last line. He goes out of of the shot. It's like, it's a pretty good line. Best line in the movie. Yeah. Yeah, it's pretty good. But yeah, it's just kind it's of a, over here. kind of a wet fart of an ending. Otherwise, doesn't really satisfy the way you want it to. All also, movies a bit of a wet fart. It's <sighs> well, this is where we get to discuss that as we give our ratings. Yeah, it's got pacing issues. It needs about yeah. fifteen minutes cut out of it. Yeah. There, there are certain things they linger on for far too long. Yeah. It's just this is such a different era. This is a lot like Trespass, and it's like. Your story concept is solid, but you you don't have enough sequences to make it all work. Dennis Leary's motivation needs a lot of work. I mean, just yeah. past, you know, an hour's worth of chasing, fucking done with it. Let the guy go. It's very unlikely that you, he'll be able to prove this. The body will go away. Like, some creepy guy on the south side of Chicago killed a kid. Okay, that happens every day on the south side of Chicago. I mean, yeah. like, every... 30 seconds, it seems like. So, just his dogged pursuit of uh, Emilio Estevez is... I mean, also, like, I'm not saying I want it to be different, but just this story of going to the inner city of Chicago and being menaced by an all-white gang just seems, like, dumb. It just, like... Are, are you guys also not from this part of town? Because it seems like you don't know the area, except that you do. Well, it, there are like, it appears that there are territories within this sure, absolutely. part of Chicago. So, but like his, the, the other gang didn't know him at all. And he seems like King shit. But for some reason, that group didn't know him at all. Like, I fully expected that to be like a hype session for Dennis Leary. Like, oh, shit, you're whatever the fuck his name is. Fallon or whatever. Fallon, yeah. And it's just like, oh, sorry, you know, whatever you need. But they don't even do that. Yeah. It's just, it's just, I don't even know what they're doing there. Yeah. That's the thing. Like, their whole gang. I just, uh, I don't understand it. Or they, this kid ran into, I'm inventing things that weren't in this movie. <laughs> but, like, you could wrap it up pretty easily going, oh, we followed this kid into, like, this kid stole from our gang. He's part of this group. And yeah. so we came to this side of town but they don't even they they don't bother and no I'm, I'm, I, we don't really I, need it i will say but I'm, it would I'm be kind of glad that it's not one of those movies where it's like the two rival gangs wipe each other out and that's what lets the people get away or something oh right like one of those kind of endings is those are bullshit too where it's just yeah, like you know sure. deus ex back of the other gang it's like yeah oh yeah our beef is bigger than this and you know oh we were able to get yeah. away because this i wouldn't want to make it yeah. that but i would at least like you know a little bit more motivation on sure. all of the Dennis Leary fronts. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, just something that actually hype him up besides like, I don't know. I talk a lot and I'm kind of articulate and I drove a okay car a, until you crashed. Just a Cadillac. I right? know. I'm just saying like, it's like there's nothing hot shit about him. You know, it's not like, you well, know, I'm the cocaine king of Chicago or something, you know, like Dennis Leary <laughs> is too smart for that character. It just doesn't seem like he's some low-level thug in the inner city of Chicago is, is right. my point. He just seems like he's a lot smarter than that. I, they, he shouldn't they, be doing least, the work. They could have explained it away with, like, I don't like to come down to the street level. Yeah. You know, something like, I only am down here because this asshole stole from me. Right. 
something like you know just to like yeah i mean he seems like the kind of guy who would just have gone back home and had his henchmen call him right like he just doesn't seem like the hands-on except that he just gets the monologue all the time so i don't know maybe he just it's just an excuse for dennis leary to you know dennis leary it up right Mm -hmm. which in 93 is what you wanted dennis leary to do so all right well does anyone have a rating we talked to talked around it ah i can rate it um you know i went into this i'd seen this movie several times it um is not as good as i remember it being um like i said it's got pacing issues it it needs some stuff i there's not like any one thing i would point to and say cut that but it's just like there's lengthy there's just lengthy parts to it that are just like okay you've established that they're all drunk on the rv and traffic's bad just like cut that confrontation with that dude who cares that doesn't do anything just the pacing of this movie is just weird like you're into a scene for like 75% of it. And then it's just like, all right, I'm, an, I'm t- are enough of this. Like, let's, let's move on. Let's, let's move on to something else. Yeah. And then you've got another 25% of a scene to get through. Well, they could cut like 75% of that freeway scene. Yeah. It's like, there's traffic. Just get off. Just, he's like, I'm going to get you guys there and then go. And you know, um, I, I do want to give a special notice to the soundtrack which is there are articles about this i think there's a rolling stone retrospective about this soundtrack it's a very especially for the time very strange very interesting hip-hop slash metal kind of Mm -hmm. just pairing for all these songs um it's really something and deserves a better movie um although i do the the songs that they do feature i do like i really like the opening credit song that song gets stuck in my head all the time um, so anyway, I'm, it's a mild recommendation partially because I still think it's, it's a decent little thriller and partially nostalgia. So I'm going to give it two jocks for that one jocks for each of those things I mentioned. It's like I said, it's not as great as I remember. And it's time has kind of passed. It's other thrillers have come along and done things better, but I, I liked it then. And I still kind of like it, but it's just, it's not great. Yeah. I think everything that I have issue with in this movie is screenplay related maybe editing perhaps but like technically there's a lot of good things going on in this there are really good shots that are composed in this um stephen hopkins loves that uh like split focus yeah long depth of field shot and he uses that multiple times throughout this movie yeah um and almost like I don't want to give him too much credit, but like almost Sergio Leone closes close ups of certain people. Like there's one shot where it's just like, here's Dennis Leary's weird mouth. Yeah. Like full frame, half the image. And then like, you know, the, the Zed dude like behind him, like talking and it's just, it's a cool shot. I mean, it's kind of weird because it's just Dennis Leary and his weird mouth, but it's like, (laughs) I get that. Like he was, he was shooting for things bigger than Mm -hmm. like this movie probably deserves. As we said, um, I do. I love the soundtrack. I I like not only the, the hip hop metal weird fusion soundtrack thing going on, but like, I, I mostly like the Alan Silvestri store score for this too. Like it <laughs> weird as jungle. Yeah. It's like, like he it brings, works. Well, he brings, just, but he brings just, I mean, it's like, it's so like a copycat of predator predator too, but it works, you know, it kind of like, is. Yeah. And like, like whatever. there's one, there's one musical cue. I was like, is that just straight lifted from predator? Cause like, there's one thing where it's like, I know it's, it's you and you did both of these. You well, know? from what the trivia says, he wrote an entire electronic score. And they were like, get that the fuck out of here. Make it more like Predator 2. Okay. So <laughs> he oh, was like, all right, all right, jungle drums. Here you go. Yeah. So I don't know. I, I like a lot a lot of what's going on there. Um, 
Emilio Estevez isn't right for this. No. I mean, that's that's the only thing. I, I like Emilio. I'm just saying, like, he's not right for this. Well, movie. that's that's two movies now we've seen of him where it's yeah. just like you were not the reluctant action hero. Right. It's not you, dude. You're the mighty duck man. Yeah. <laughs> no, I just, I, you know, I think replace him. I think everyone else is fine. I mean, no, you know, the world has whatever issues it may or may not. He kind of dropped out of like the talk, but you know, Jeremy Piven may be an asshole. We don't know. I still don't know where yeah, we I came. I don't know down where on yeah. that. <laughs> so, but whatever. It's like, so there's possible problematic people in this. I, I don't know. I just. <sighs> There's a lot I want to like about it, and there's, but like, man, this movie's long, and it just, it, it, it creates the mortal sin of, like, you sort of made this guy terrible. I mean, obviously, he murdered several people, mm-hmm. you know, but, it, like, he didn't do anything, like, you know, drag your wife's coffin through the street bad, you know, kind of thing, like, yeah. but still, like, just, like, oh, all, after all this chasing, I, 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 I literally fell down some stairs, like, onto <laughs> some stairs, yeah. you know, it's like, okay, I just, like, that's such a... Blech, ending yeah. for for your bad guy. I mean, other dudes kind of get it worse. The, the guy that gets it the worst is the like murdered by his own gang. Yeah, you know, the drowning in the shit water of the sewer <laughs> is probably the worst way you can go out after the dude had been shot. Yeah. you know, it's like having to listen to a yeah. Dennis Leary <laughs> monologue. Yeah. Well, luckily, well, he was like, underwater, so like, he probably yeah, couldn't yeah, hear yeah, all yeah. Just, yeah. The person. It's like, it's like and he's dead. Uh, but yeah, it's just it's. I, I think I can only give it one jocks. I, it's I, like I still kind of recommend it because it's, it's it. It has it can be fun. Um, I don't know. It's just our 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 mood for tonight was like meh, through most of it. Like we didn't have a lot of jokes, or we weren't we weren't we weren't driving with this movie particularly. Yeah. So. Yeah. Ninety nine percent of this movie takes place in the dark, mm-hmm. which is judgment night. Yes. Right. <laughs> um, but luckily, it's good. It's a good dark. Like you can I, see what everything is happening. Well, I was yes, I was just about well to lit dark. <laughs> I was just about to praise that. Like this, they do an excellent job of making making this movie look like night while also being visible, which is something that doesn't happen a lot in our, in our oeuvre. Mm, um, mm-hmm. So I, I have to applaud it for that because I usually knock movies when they look like shit at night because it's real easy to make movies look like shit at night. So, um, but I don't know. It's, it's the softest recommend possible. If I could give it 0.1 jocks, I would mm-hmm. just because if you run out of other movies somehow, then this is fine. You can watch it. It's not going to offend you. Yeah. Um, I guess I'll give it one jocks. I think if you cut the train yard scene and about 10 to 15% of every other scene, this makes a swift, snappy movie. God, that train yard scene is so... It's a momentum killer. Yeah, it, it, just... it really does. Because it's chase, 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 chase. Stop. Yeah. And we just sit in the fucking train car and watch these hobos be hobos. <laughs> like, congratulations, you got your SAG card for this. But um, was that a SAG card? Yeah, for... SAG oh. card. Yeah. <laughs> I Aww. thought it was sad. Like, oh, it is. It is. Official hobo now. Official hobo. Stay on board, and the train will take you to your next destination. <laughs> right. <laughs> uh, but there's just. There are plenty of other play. You can go watch Dennis Miller's uh, "Lifted from Bill Hicks" stand up. Dennis Leary. Dennis Leary. Thank you. Sorry, <laughs> my my brain got hooked onto the Dennis Miller train mm-hmm. about forty minutes ago, and I can't get off. Choo choo. Um, <laughs> but if you, yeah, you can listen to Dennis Leary's stand up, mm-hmm. uh, and get everything you need to out of out of Dennis Leary. There's nothing that he does special in this. There's nothing anybody really does special in this. I don't think. 
So it's 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 a soft recommend. I don't know. I, 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 I like Cuba Gooding Jr.'s crazy eyes when he gets the murder boner. Yeah, because yeah. he just stops blinking and is just like staring straight ahead. I like Jeremy Piven's coked out freakouts. He doesn't sustain them long enough. But man, it's like early on, he is just like, man, fuck everything. And it's just like, the shit hasn't gone down yet, dude. You Calm down. Yeah. Also, a lot of this is of your own making, you know. It, yes. So, it, right. All of it. It's actually. all his fault. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. I don't know. I don't really feel like. Emilio Estevez needs a win in this movie. Like he's kind of being, he's kind of a shithead too. They're all the good guys. Are he's the, he's, he's just the least shitty. He's of the least shitty. Yeah. He's trying in a way to rise above his buddies, but you yeah. know the shithead part is there, and you know he's done some shit. Mm-hmm. Like he's probably beat up some. Like they probably went. And beat they, up some gay kids in a park or something. And <laughs> they tell you he had the, has this side. And there's yeah. even that moment where, like, he gets in Cuba Gooding Jr.'s face and he's like, oh, there's the Frank I do. And it's yeah. like, really? Because that just <laughs> seems like the same Emilio we saw two minutes ago. Yeah, I he's mean, like, hey, man, stop it. <laughs> oh, oh, yeah. yeah, you're crazy now. I mean, I think it, it says a lot. This movie's not on Blu-ray, like just doesn't exist on Blu-ray. I think that might be soundtrack related. I'm not sure. Probably. Yeah. But if it's not, I think it's just total fucking disinterest. <laughs> I think everyone's yeah. just like, yeah. ah, we don't really need that. It'd be OK if we don't ever have that. I mean, you, could, yeah. you could say that about pretty much all of Stephen Hopkins filmography in a way. Look, yeah, I'm, I, I'm not I'm not shitting on Predator 2. I know can. Pre- I'm not the defender. No, no, of no. It. I mean, I'm, I'm like, I'm OK with Predator 2. Like. See, I think Blown Away is a, a much better film than either of those. I feel like Blown Away is just like one of those, like, yeah, I saw that some years ago, and I had no desire to ever watch it again. Yeah, there's some good dumb shit in Blown Away. Yeah, I guess. <laughs> I mean, Ghost in the Darkness is all right. Yeah. It's lion fighting. <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> but, yeah, yeah, you can fuck off forever for making Lost in Space. Yeah. Yeah. But, yeah, I just, I don't know. Yeah. It, it feels like a kind of lost film that doesn't need to be rediscovered. Like there's there's nothing you can really point yeah. to in this except the soundtrack, and I would just say get the soundtrack. Yeah, I'd agree. Like there are a lot of times where something sort of comes out of the woodwork, and we're like, oh yeah, you should you should see that. Mm-hmm. This comes out of the woodwork, and it's like, hi guys, I'm here. It's yeah. like, oh, y- oh yeah. you are. Why don't you Bye. go have a seat in the woodwork? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> so, go get your fucking shot. So did we, did we? I don't want to be mean. No, no, no. Did, did we watch Trespass on here? Yeah. Is it okay? Yeah. That's the one where they end up like in the a building and uh-huh. all. Okay. All right. So I feel like there is another movie like this, or I am, I am just implanting images from like a. a I seem to remember like an RV or a bus or something similar, like breaks down and like, but they spend like most of the movie camped out, hiding out in the RV or bus. Hmm. And I, I, I for years I thought like when they got out of the the bus or the RV as fast as they did, I was like. Shit, I guess I don't remember this movie at all because, like, I again, I saw this like years and years and years ago. Right. But I seen her like some movie where it was like similar kind of thing. Like, oh no, yuppies go to the to the hood, and and it's like, but they were just like, well, we better hide out and make our stand here inside whatever large stupid vehicle they were in. I don't, I don't know. know, but it doesn't matter. Yeah, but I think I just was confusing or inventing a better movie in my head. Who knows? I yeah. It's fine. Yeah, I mean, I misremembered a bunch of stuff about this movie. I thought Jeremy Piven went out a lot sooner than he yeah. did. It seemed, I always thought it was a first act death, and it's it's the second act when he goes out. Um, so, yeah, I don't know. Yeah. 
Anyway, yeah. Let's get to the second half because we have a lot of movies to talk about. Yeah, we do. Oof. Break time. Welcome back. Hey, 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 hey. hey Mavcast. Number two. Yeah. We are back. We're all hopped up on Mountain Dew, and we're going to do a second and a half. Yeah. Um, Mount and do it. We got some movies to talk about. We sure do. I have the most recent. Do I? Do you? No, he does. He does. I went, went to, a to a theater. theater. Oh, you went to a theater. I went to a theater. Yeah, um, yeah yes. so I saw Aquaman. Yay. Ooh. Along with a lot of other people, I guess. Yeah. Senior it's making Aqua. money. So, um, do we need to go see Aquaman? I think you should probably see Aquaman. Okay. I, I know it's not, not everyone's going to have, share my feeling, but, uh, I, I think it helps having a very low expectation when it comes to DC movies, um, at this point. So anything average or above is, wow. Yeah. Right. <laughs> We're doing okay here. Wow. Um, <laughs> you made a cohesive story. Yeah. I, I, this one just kind of tickled my fancy in the way that it is. Look, this is, this is, you know, I, I was just talking about keeping expectations low when it comes to DC movies. Mm-hmm. However, I am not comparing it quality wise to, but if they are stealing things from each other, mostly DC for Marvel movies, then um, this one borrows a lot of the attributes of Thor Ragnarok to me. Okay. It has bright colors, undersea craziness, uh, wacky, almost alien-like creatures under the sea, and a badass synthwave, mostly synthwave soundtrack. Okay. Um, It was just like, it just started hitting me in all the right ways. Like when like the synth stuff was kicking in, I was like, I don't know. I mean, because Thor makes sense. Thor has this mythical crazy 70s you know that walt walt simonson era of thor is like what everyone wants to capture you know it's just like fucking vikings are badass man you know like that's right. that, like a whole 70s mystique of like fucking airbrushed art on the side of a van and like that thor ragnarok was like that fucking side of the van came to life in, yeah. in movie form yeah it's not that i mean oh. aquaman is not that so right. you know temper your expectations i'm just saying it is it is picking some of that aesthetic and putting it in this movie okay um but yeah i'm i'm mostly all on board with this movie i i enjoy the shit out of it it's it's crazy it gets like i feel like of all of them the crazy cg ending is the most cohesive and earns it um more than others it's not just like oh here's a giant thing in the dark now fight it yeah, it's like when they produce their crazy giant thing, it's like, fuck, yeah, let's do this. Okay. <laughs> you know? Um, yeah, I mean, it's it's interesting. I don't think you need any prior Aquaman knowledge. It pretty much will walk you through everything you need to know about Aquaman's thing and why he's, like, doing what he's doing and, you know, where he needs to get to. I mean, it's it's all very much just the King Arthur story. Mm-hmm. In fact, and like, you know, if you did, pull a... He does. He goes in a lake, throw a trident at him. Well, he has to go seek a a a magical trident that long lost that, like you know, will be like, yeah, if you have this, it's going to show you the truth of the shit. You know, it's like the one trident to rule them all. Makes Um, sense. Yeah. So, 
Um, so is that part of like the actual Aquaman mythos? With all of these characters, you could pick any time they've told their origin story and there will be... Okay, that's one of them. Yeah. There's not like a standard... No, I, I don't know. You know, a sailor fucked a dolphin and birthed <laughs> yeah. Namor, King of the Sea, or whatever the fucking... <laughs> Yeah, well, as a matter of fact, Namor is actually older than Aquaman. I don't know any of Blue. these dudes. I'm just throwing it out there. Yes. Thank you. Does Everyone this... always says Namor is a ripoff of Aquaman. It's kind of backwards. Oh. Oh. I, I, I kind of thought they were the same guy, so. <laughs> that's, <laughs> that's me. That's me and my comic book knowledge. I'm sorry. Does this gel at all with what they set up in Justice League, or does it pretty much pretend like... I mean, I know Justice League wasn't in-depth about the history of this character. Or no, anything, he just kind of but... shows up and is like, yeah, I'm... All right, it, it 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 definitely lives in the Justice League universe. Like things that happen in Justice League have happened. Okay, okay. like it's not like this is like oh this is before or whatever. It's like this is post Justice League. Okay, and yeah, he's just kind of like he's known. People are talking about the Aquaman, but he's still kind of being aloof. You know, he's still like just like wants to live his life and yeah, f- fix some shit on the side. But you know, just kind of disappear and get drunk yes. on the side. You know. <laughs> right. Come into the ocean bar. Yeah, get a drink. <laughs> yeah, but yeah, it's it's fun. I I just I enjoy this movie uh, okay. a lot. Um, it's it's nice to look at it. It gets a little. It was a little distracting for like the first five minutes. What they what they do with the underwater scenes because mm-hmm. it's like obviously the actors aren't standing underwater and saying lines because that's ridiculous. So they just they've just kind of got like a. A shimmer yeah thing there effect. was one scene of that in justice league where it was just like are you underwater like are you just in a bubble what's happening yeah it's just you kind of like after the first scene it happens you're just like all right whatever i'm, I'm gonna deal with this right. it's just you know this is what it's gonna look like yeah. and you know their hair is gonna kind of yeah float around I, behind them i, I a had bit. thought about that i was like well you couldn't you don't just want them staring at each other doing some sort of telepathic conversation bullshit yeah i it's not that it's bad i just wish i wish whatever engine or company or whatever Warner Brothers is using for these DC movies would just get a little bit better at CG. Yeah. Like if they're going to rely so heavily on it, just like let's do a little better guys. Like Marvel's shit is pretty good at this point. And especially like Marvel's de-aging thing is damn near scary. Damn near scary. And they, they have to do a little bit of that in this because you know, they have to de-age Nicole Kidman and, um, Django Fett, I don't remember how to say his name. Tamo Pinnikit, or how do you say his name? The guy mm-hmm. who played Django Fett. Right. That's that's his that's Arthur's parents. Okay. Not, not a spoiler, it's literally the first scene of the movie. Yeah. Um but yeah. So <laughs> and also in the trailers. But um I'm yeah. saying like they have to do a little de aging of them because it's like, you know, they've got to show how they met and blah blah blah. Um so it's like, yeah, okay, that just looks a little weird. I mean Nicole Kidman's fine because she still looks relatively young for her age. So it's like you don't have to do a lot to her. Right. Yeah, you know, they they kind of went a little overboard on the other dude. <laughs> it's like okay, you just look weird, de-aged. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's but all 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 it's good. I don't I don't want to really say anything more because I think you should just see it. Well, okay. Man, just looking at the guy, there are people in this I didn't even know were in this. Yeah, the, like yeah, there's there's even on down to like voices because like I people spoke you know CG characters spoke and I was like is that and <laughs> and yes okay I I will I will say from having watched. Uh, Wonder Woman recently, and I think I mentioned it. The CG is kind of rough, yeah. And if it hasn't like, improved much, it's that's yeah. that's kind of a worry. It feels it, like they're it about has. they because they have to do a lot more of it in this one. I mean, gotcha. oh yeah, the underwater <laughs> shit gets nuts. It the end. feels like DC is probably five to eight years behind in yeah. that department. 
This is better. Which is, like Justice which League is had sad. They have really bad CG. Justice League was all, yeah. Justice League was plenty was of money. embarrassing. But I think Justice League also suffered from like reshoots yeah. and like last you know like oh shit we got to do CG fast right. Just, yeah, this seemed be, this seemed they seemed to be making this for a long time. Yeah, so well, I think this was like the last one because like they were like well we're making a Flash movie maybe we're not yeah <laughs> right. <laughs> And now the whole thing seems like it's falling apart. This might be the last thing, really. I mean, I guess they're doing the fuck you release of Shazam. That's really what it feels like. We're yeah. like, yeah, we shout out a Shazam movie to go like, we got a Captain Marvel too. Yeah. It's like, yeah, okay, guys, cool. great. Yeah, I mean, if they could just keep like the, the Aquaman, Wonder Woman thing going. I would watch the shit out of the Flash movie. Yeah. I mean, I, I like Ezra Miller. and yeah, like, he was all right. Know, and they were going to, Kiersey Clemens was going to be Iris West, so I was on board with that 100%. So. Yeah. They, she supposedly was supposed to have a scene in Justice League that got caught, but they precast her and like, yeah, come in here and when you do a Flash movie, it's going to be you. Hmm. So, yeah, uh, but yeah. Um, let me let me talk about one of my movies real quick. Okay. Nope. Um, I get the worst one out of the way before <laughs> I say good things about the other two movies. Um, I watched The Predator, and I knew the recent go- The Predator. Yeah, I knew going in. I knew how much Mackie was disappointed by that, and I kind of had the feeling like I was going to feel that way too, but I was still giving this movie the benefit of the doubt. Mm-hmm. And, you know, 15, 20 minutes into it, I'm like, no, this is good. Like, what, what's wrong? And, man, does that movie go wrong. Just absolutely 100% wrong at all. I, I'm just shocked. I mean, I understand the studio fucked with it. I understand that, but it's just... One, it's so shocking to me that it's a Shane Black movie and it's bad, like really bad. Like every time Shane Black has had a movie in like the last 15 years, I've been like, oh, no, that's great. That's great, too. And I really like that. And this is just like, oh, this is your shit like this. You were at the beginning of this. Like, let's do this. And it just felt like it felt like he said, you know, my character told two jokes in the original Predator about pussy. So I'm just going to have everyone in this movie talk about pussy. And it's like, I don't need that. Like. That, I'm not here for that. All these Predator movies, they just feel like they are somehow entrenched in this first movie nostalgia that they have to do three or four things from that. And it's like, you don't. Mm-hmm. You really don't. The Predator is all the nostalgia you need. Like, I really don't need variations on the get to the chopper line. Honestly, <laughs> honestly I think like that's why I think Predator 2 is aged so good because it 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 tries to do very little rehashing from the sure. first one yeah it's just basically like now they're in a city yeah. and it's a whole bunch of new characters go yeah. and yeah i mean i give it props for that i i still think predator 2 is kind of too over the top oh then the end is a, a green screen weird mess <laughs> right it's like yeah it's awful yeah i but then man i just <sighs> they uh, olivia munn's character in this serves no purpose except that when she tells people that she has a purpose but then that purpose never comes into play. Like, there's a moment with her early on that she keeps telling people about that happened, like a defense mechanism of sorts that will prevent predator murder, perhaps, that never comes into play. And it's weird. It's like, they don't explain why they did it. They don't explain why she keeps telling people about it. And then no one ever <laughs> does anything like it. It's just uh, it's so strange. There are a couple of moments here and there that I there's one thing that happened that I just fucking laughed out loud hard like to where I had to pause the movie during like early chaos where there's a severed arm and the guy driving a truck 
the predator is just fucking murdering people in the back of this truck and there's a severed arm on the ground and the guy's just like hey you guys okay back there and the predator just picks up the severed arm f- shapes it into the form of a thumbs up and puts it through the truck window <laughs> i just i fucking lost my uh. shit and laughed at that forever and i was like there's nothing else in the movie that that comes close to that moment and that's crazy and then like whatever the fuck their s- sequel tease thing is at the end of that i I hate to say it. I'm. I would be so on board for that. But it negates everything. Know, it doesn't make it any does, sense. It doesn't make any sense. But I would watch the shit out of that movie. And I know I'm a terrible person <sighs> for thinking that. I mean, yeah, that does look kind of cool, and I might be on board with that. But just it oh. it, it comes out of fucking nowhere. and yeah. It makes no sense. It's and like yeah, it's oh, dumb. the predator was bringing this thing to protect us, and then when we saw the predator, it murdered everyone. It's like no, you didn't come here to protect anybody. You came here to fucking murder everything. Yeah, I know it doesn't make any sense. But. <sighs> What, what man just that's a heartbreaking movie like mm-hmm. everything about that movie should have been good and barely any of it is it's just i it's just one of those movies i kind of went cross-eyed at and just was like yeah mm-hmm. and then like mackie was talking about there are a couple characters who die in the third act and i'm like how did that happen yeah. how did that fucking happen what happened to well, the that one person? dude especially it's just like you know he is your human villain and <laughs> it's like literally blink and you miss his death yeah it's uh, yes. I was like, wait, what? <laughs> yeah. Why did that? Who did what? <laughs> That's ba- it's bad. Yeah, it's so bad. And like I read There's half a good movie. There. Sure. I, I read a bunch of stuff about why they changed what they changed mm-hmm. and what they did, why they did what they had to do and blah, blah, blah. But it's like I, I've never understood why these giant tentpole movies always seem to have problems, especially in the third act. And they have to redo the whole thing. But Just then because test screening audiences, I, think. I know. But then what they redo is pure utter bullshit it's like none of it makes any sense it doesn't match with anything in the first two acts no but test audiences need to go away like they really do like i mean i'm not saying don't show your movie to anyone because then you're gonna get like Zack snyder masturbatory things that Whatever. are like show you know, it to five people well i mean just like show it to other like co- show it to colleagues show it to other filmmakers yeah. so that they can go like well i make movies and that's what why is that there yes yeah, yeah. <laughs> show it show it to people who are going to come at it with a critical eye not yeah. just like not enough explosions you know it's like i look i like explosions too but it's right whatever anyway that's it's sad and i never want to talk about it again okay unless they release some sort of like i would yeah, shane black if, version if, yeah, i was gonna say if, if his cut exists somewhere out there the unfucked with version i'd watch it in a heartbeat yeah i'd, I'd like to know uh, yeah. what it was but man that's it's a decent movie that just goes off a cliff into man this sucks so uh I got another one that's fairly new. What you said you have something fairly new before I jump in. Oh, it's a Christmas movie. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. let's do that. The the last Christmas movie that we will talk about for ten months. You're probably right. Yeah. Yeah. Christmas Chronicles. Yeah. It's new. It's got a new Santa. Somebody that I don't think anybody expected to be a Santa anytime soon. But here he is. Kurt Russell, the <laughs> Santa Claus. Christopher Kringle. Jolly old Saint Nick. Correct. Yes. There's nothing new about Christmas Chronicles except Kurt Russell is Santa Claus and Kurt Russell is Santa Claus needs to be the only Santa Claus until he dies. <laughs> well. <laughs> Who's Santa Claus? Kurt Russell. Oh. He is better than insert cast member of Cheers here. <laughs> <laughs> than literally every other Santa Claus. There's just... 
man, every bit of Kurt Russell charm is on display when he is Santa Claus. I almost said fucking Santa Claus, but he doesn't do that in this movie. Huh. It's a kid's movie. Uh, I don't know. Give it time. That, that ending sequence. Yeah. Yeah, it could happen. Um, it is so plain and generic Christmas bullshit movie, except for it's got Kurt Russell in it. Mm-hmm. The kids are a little bit too precocious. It's your standard, you got to believe in Santa Claus or the fucking world will end or whatever. Or Santa will go in the wood chipper. I don't know. But um, <laughs> but yeah, Kurt Russell just shows up and turns on the fucking charm. He's acting his ass off in, in that. And I appreciate the fuck out of it. Yeah, he really um, cares. Like he is on board and that's yeah, what makes the movie. Everything that he's doing, he is trying and trying hard. And there's a, a musical sequence, which I normally, man, if it was somebody like fucking Tim Allen or Woody, well, maybe not Woody Harrelson, but like, <laughs> wow. Okay. Wait a minute. I was just going, a Woody Harrelson, Santa Claus movie would be great. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I realized I was going for a well, cheers you just actor. Said, you, I was going to say, you, you want no cheers actors, but yeah. what about Oh Woody? shit. Fuck. You're yeah. right. God damn it. <laughs> but it's not like George went like if George went had a fucking musical jazzy rocking musical number. I'd be like, nah, fuck you, movie. I'm out. Yeah. But Kurt Russell. Yeah. Just, uh, what about uh, John Rosenberger? <laughs> seeing cla- seeing <laughs> nope, Santa Claus. I don't want to hear uh, right. Chicago Dogs Christmas or whatever from John Rosenberger. Yeah. When it started, um, like Harlow and I were like, oh, oh no, boy. don't do this. And then it was like, oh no, this is okay. <laughs> Kurt yeah. Russell's having fun here. <laughs> yeah. He's having a fucking blast. Yeah. In, I'm not going to spoil where it takes place because I think it's funnier if it if you are surprised by when it takes place. Um, Christmas? No, by where it takes place. Oh. Sorry. The location in Earth. which it takes place. Oh, The right. specific location I understand. in which it takes place. Yes. Um, but yeah, I... It, it, somehow it, it hooked... It, like, got its hooks in me at the end and, you know, got the got the emotions flowing a little bit. Um, what did you think about the minions? The g- little gremlin elves. Oh, they're fine. Okay. They're... They're fine. They're just little CG nightmares, mm-hmm. you know. It almost becomes a different movie when they show up. <laughs> a little bit. I thought it was going to get. It becomes the wrong movie when they show up. <laughs> yeah, I thought it was going to get. I thought it was going to get bad, but it's it's fine. No, I it's, mean it should have become like a weird Dark Gremlins thing that it's, it yeah. teased for half a second. Yeah, yeah, that that could have been good. Because um, that one with the chainsaw was going to cut that guy in the dick. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he was. Um, but they they didn't ruin the movie for me. Thank goodness. Um, it's past the time when you should stop watching Christmas movies uh, officially this morning at, at 12.01 a.m. You had until dawn. Until dawn? Until okay, dawn. Fine. You had until dawn, but you can't watch any more Christmas movies. But it's a Netflix joint, so mm-hmm. put it on your put it in your list and get to it next year. Um, November, I will look at the... Day after Thanksgiving. Day after Thanksgiving. Whatever day that is. Or as soon as you take it's taken... a Friday. Okay. <laughs> oh, good. Good to know that. Yeah, thanks. Um, I, I would say, I, I, I don't want to relax my rules too much, but after your first nap of Thanksgiving, I think you can, you can watch a Christmas. Movie. I, yeah, I was gonna say. I think the moment Santa rides out and Macy's Thanksgiving Day Parade, yes. Christmas is on. Christmas has arrived. What yeah. time is that usually? About is that 11:30? Yeah. yeah. No, no, it's too early. You gotta. You have have to have had. Your Thanksgiving lunch slash dinner, and then taking your first nap. Okay. So, whenever that happens for you, if that's like eleven thirty, but on November twenty eighth, twenty nineteen, after your first nap, okay. go for it. Watch Christmas Chronicles. Put that in the time capsule. Mm-hmm. Yep. Come back in a year. 
So do you have a segue? I have a segue. No, I don't have a segue. Hit it. Oh, I was going to say, speaking of Netflix joints. Oh, hey, there it there is. Yeah. yeah. Um, oh, did you watch... Uh, I watched the Bird Box. Yeah, the Bird Box. Yeah, yeah Bird Box. Bird Box. This is this is a Netflix movie I'd actually heard of. Yeah, I was people aware going, when it came out. People mm-hmm. are going off about this movie. If you want to see it, you need to watch it now. Yeah, I know. <laughs> before it gets spoiled for you, because yeah. people are memeing the shit out of it. Yeah. Okay. I I mean I'm gonna be spoiler free. I think. Um, Does it have birds? It has birds. Does it have a box? Uh, there are birds in a box. Ooh. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Okay. So. I am a sucker for almost any post-apocalyptic scenario, post-apocalyptic scenario type movie. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm especially a sucker for like, as it's happening movies, yes. you know, like, you know, give me a Mad Max where it's like, well, if thing happened in the past, whatever the fuck doesn't matter. Mm-hmm. Then now people are living in, you know, leather and chainsaws and metal studs and cars and stuff. But this one is like, kind of does like a little back and forth, like, Here's some time has passed versus like here's the shit going down. The thing is like if you if you turn your brain off, this movie is really good and really a lot of fun and really well done. Mm-hmm. The problem is is like there's more plot holes in this movie than a, a brick of Swiss cheese. Oh. So it's like I don't want to get into them because it's just like there's a lot of things that it's like you can't. I don't want to be that person. Like I. I I like to have a certain suspension of disbelief when I'm watching a movie. However, my brain just kept going, but why? You know, <laughs> like, and I couldn't help it because it was just like, they don't, I don't want to be that person, but then sometimes a movie, like, I don't need it to hit every point that my brain could possibly conceive of. I like it sometimes when movies do, at least in a subtle way, mm-hmm. you know, like, you're probably thinking this, but we're going to explain it away with this. Right. Um, this movie doesn't bother. It's just like, this is the rules of what's happening and deal with it. And it may not make sense. It may not make sense. The rules of, of, of how the evil operates and it makes even less sense how people could do what they're doing when they're doing it and how, you know, like it's just, there's a lot of like plot holes in this. Otherwise, like it's really good. Like it's, um, that's really all I can say. I don't really want to be spoilery at all. Um, I keep joking. I mean, you know, it's the thing everyone's saying where it's like, oh, it's a quiet place ripoff. Mm-hmm. It is and it isn't because I understand the book was written before quiet place was even a thing, but it's still fun to joke about because right. it just seems like, all right, that may be true. Netflix also could have seen a quiet place back in February and be like, well, let's fucking option something like that because we can do this shit, you know, mm-hmm. like. I don't think Quiet Place was quite that early, but it was early in the year yeah. enough that I think Netflix could have made this movie because there's not a lot of like post-production stuff that would need to be done. Mm-hmm. You know, it's a fairly kind of simple movie. Not to say it looks bad or it's simple or Netflix level bullshit, you know, green screen things. It's a it's a it's a real movie that just happens to be on Netflix. Right. Um, but yeah, I mean, watch it. I. You know, you can I I wouldn't be offended if somebody go like, I fucking hate it. I'd be like, I. I'm with you. I, I get it. There, there's plot holes galore, but like, if 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 you can suspend disbelief and just like watch it as a movie, mm-hmm. it's a lot of it's it's good. Yeah, you know. But yeah, it's like you start, you just start questioning and be like, I don't why, not, <laughs> yeah. like why does this stop this or why does this not happen with this? It's like that doesn't make any sense. And the movie is the most vague about the evil whatever thing that is happening to people. The the, the reason shit has gone crazy is one weird dude is like, 
quasi i mean he's he's got a lot of like internet facts Mm -hmm. but like he's just like wildly speculating and that's like the movie's like it's this good enough (laughs) good enough like whatever that guy says probably it okay you know it's just kind of like all right well thanks for that hunger games-esque like bullshit thing you know explanation (laughs) yeah it's like it's just it just feels like a young adult novel that they were like trying to adapt super seriously like it's like it's young adult level of stupid and it's just like no but we're gonna make a real movie with real actors and like you know Mm -hmm. make it for reals it's just like (laughs) but you you know you look at it for a second it's like well that's that makes no goddamn sense. Like Quiet Place made sense. Right. Like they, they, everything that happened in that, it was like, yeah, I, you know, you're not going to explain why thing are, but like, you know, like I see thing, you tell me how it operates. And this was just like spooky. Yeah. Let's <laughs> see. That's how I felt about the Cloverfield paradox was like, I, I realize this is a bunch of shoehorn bullshit. None of it is actually supposed to make sense. Mm-hmm. You're just trying to make it a Cloverfield movie. But I just liked being in that, world sure yeah it was just like this is cool yeah, and this is moody as fuck i mean i will absolutely say please watch quiet place first i sure. mean it's just it's whatever i don't care if it's but it's gonna be my top five when it gets to golden jocks five i'm not gonna it's just i fucking love that movie okay this is really good too though it's okay. just just like please watch that one i mean i know this one's the easy access it's like right there it's on netflix and all that but mm-hmm. goddamn quiet place is so much better it's just it's it's so much more moody and good and this one is still a good movie and you may, you know, you may come away like, cause it's not as like quiet place is dark. It's fucking dark. And like, there's a lot of like awful things that happen and like not saying there's happy things happen in this, but it like, it, it doesn't end you with that. Like I keep dropping his name, but it, that Cormac McCarthy is like, Oh God, bleak, yeah. you know, thing, you know, like this one just doesn't have that level of, Oh dear God, this is the worst, you know, it's not good, but it's like, it doesn't have that like, like holy shit! Like I was drained after watching Quiet Place, you know. So mm-hmm. anyway, hmm. but okay. I got I got two more movies, but I'll let someone else jump in if you want to. Let me just do mine real quick here. Uh, I just want to mention a movie called Kin, which is a 2018 movie. Okay. Uh, I feel like that is a movie people need to see before they make any lists. Uh, that can refer to people in this room or not. K I N. Yes. Uh, it is better the less you know about it. Just know it is kind of a moody crime drama slash science fiction tale. It's got two wildly different plots smushed together, and you wouldn't think they work the way they do. Um, and then it just has a fucking bonkers ending. So it's it's real good. Worth a look. The other thing, uh, Harlow already talked about it, but uh, the house with a clock in its walls. Mm-hmm. I decided I needed to check that out. Man, that is a weird... PG necromancy blood magic. Yeah. Like was no one paying attention in the cultural outrage department of when this movie I, came I out? Because yeah. this is ostensibly a, a fun movie for kids and it's fucking Satan as fuck. I mean, I'm not offended. I don't care, but it was just fun watching it. Just being like, holy shit. I like, think they just like, they, they just tried to sly ride the Harry Potter coattails. You're yeah. like, yeah, kids are okay with witches and shit now. Yeah. Right. It's like, yeah, okay. Exactly. That, I mean, that is what it feels like. It's like, you know, we're warlocks. Are we bad warlocks? No, we're good warlocks. Okay, cool. That's it. We have to stop the bad warlocks. The end. You know, it's that that's the extent of its like moralization of what's going on. Um, I thought the first two thirds of that movie were all right. And then I thought the third act was fucking awesome. And I was just completely on board by that point. Like when characters motivations would come to life and and do stuff i would just be like yeah i'm on board yeah do that lady i really appreciate you doing these things and like i don't know that movie just works and it has no reason to yeah um it's a cg nightmare 
There's a, there's a lot of just... <laughs> I think it's really good to you, to, yeah, for the most part. But I mean, it's just like, you know, here's an animated chair, and it's like, I, I, all yeah. right. <laughs> hey, Pee-wee. I, I really don't need Pee-wee's Playhouse <laughs> in this witch's house. But, yeah, it's... You mean the guy with his cock in the halls? Yes. Yeah. Sorry. The one thing that kind of stood out to me about that was like the the subject matter of that movie is really disturbing. This like little kid whose parents are dead and he's bringing evil back to life and all the through witchcraft and stuff like that. And I'm like, this is all really disturbing. But then like there are scene after scene after scene of characters who are supposedly insulting each other and it is the most 1950s schoolyard just like yeah well you stink you know i mean it's just like it's the tamest like they're well written oh lines. yeah i love like that interaction yeah the cape legend but it just it just thing. seemed like at some point someone has to say something harsher than what you're saying sure. and it's they never did so that was a little odd that was like oh right this is a kid's movie and then the next scene they're raising the dead or you know something <laughs> like that so I don't know. I would have liked a PG-13 version of that. Just a little darker. Okay. Not to say that movie isn't dark. It's dark. It's probably the the most sinister PG movie I've ever seen. <laughs> well, I don't know about that. I've, I've seen some. There's some sinister shit well, from I the mean, 80s. I mean, ones done. that are ostensibly for kids. I'll yeah, say that. Yeah, I'm saying there's I mean, still Gremlins some... is PG. It's fucking dark. Yeah, I was going to say. They're like... Um... God I mean, it. something wicked this way comes yeah, is fucking just... a nightmare. The black hole is a goddamn just. I mean, that section in Willy Wonka is crazy as yeah. fuck. Yeah. You know, it's like. Yeah. yeah. I, I just think in this day and age when PG means fuck all, you know, it's just for like a dog, a dog's service or, you know, some dog in Afghanistan follows his owner home. Or, it's just that movie that comes out every three months. Oh, shit. I don't I don't know why <laughs> this made me think I have to tell you about this before I talk about my next two movies. OK, I was at the movies. Uh, I think it was before Spider-Man. I think this was, these were Sony previews, and I don't mm-hmm. think I mentioned it last week. There were two previews that when they started up, I was 100% convinced it was the cell phone thing. You know, like the thing they used to do when like they the make hey, a fake, shut up they and, make the fake preview yeah. and stuff. Yeah. They were real goddamn movies. <laughs> like there was one I was like, when it was over, I was like, holy fucking shit, the cell phone never rang. That's a real movie. Oh my God. I was shocked. Like it was, like it was so... Mm-hmm. It was the most generic, like, blindside, white people, black people must get together sports thing. Were they must get together? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. They, they, yes, they, they get some muskets. muskets. No. Like, it was it's just Civil like, War movie. Like, it was happening. And, like, you know, it was like the, the, like the single tear rolling down the eye. And I was like, that fucking cell phone is ringing any second now. Mm-hmm. And it was like, and sports. And it was like, <laughs> and I don't know, sir, your father served as well. And he's a hero. And it was like. What the fuck is the plot of this movie? And it was like, it was saying, a film by the makers of this. And I was like, never fucking heard of this. Acclaimed <laughs> filmmaker, I've never heard of that person. That's made up. And then it was like, <laughs> actual thing came out like coming October of next year. And I was like, that's a real fucking movie. You know, in October of next year, they're going to start to play that movie. And it's actually going to be the cell phone yeah, thing. The movie, I it's, swear it's, to you buy a ticket for it and it'll be the <laughs> cell phone But there it's were a long con. two. There was another one. Long cons. There was another one that was like, guy gets a dog he grows up with the dog then the dog runs away and it's like yeah dog's way home okay is that really what it's called yep <laughs> i've been uh, seeing commercials for it and i thought it was a fake movie okay so yeah that shit <laughs> I kept showed... waiting for the m&ms to show up yeah exactly <laughs> like it was like okay dog has to like it, i think it talks it's like it, it saves some random person in an avalanche and i was like this is a real <laughs> fucking movie holy shit where's the cell phone ringing yeah yeah anyway sorry it's just that's I, what i mean there's there's every year in january there's some dog movie i wish 
I wish I'd been with somebody because that I I was by myself, so I was like, I'm not going to turn to random stranger and go, "This is a real fucking movie." <laughs> like, there's no cell phone ringing. This person would have got up and changed rows, probably assigned seats. Yeah. But yeah, it was it was weird. Anyway, um, actual movies that I watched. Uh-huh. Uh, I just want to quickly say, as I'm doing my catch up for uh, 2018 stuff, I did watch Skyscraper. Okay. Yeah, that movie's ludicrous. That uh-huh. movie is so unbelievably ludicrous and yet <laughs> i think you said this or and I, I don't think it was just a random thought that popped in my head everything i was watching that movie i was like yeah the rock could do that, yep, that was even, me. even with one leg he could do that <laughs> yep like uh, doesn't I, matter how absurd the thing is yeah i believe the rock could be I, I doing that right like, now. i was just like everything that was happening i was like yeah he, he could do that uh-huh. <laughs> like he could actually do that yes and it was never a question i in my swear mind. to god like i I don't think I don't believe I, I know I don't have a, a fear of heights. Mm-hmm. I've gone in crazy places, leaned over the edges of windows. I don't care. Mm-hmm. It's outside breeze blowing. You know, I don't like being up high where on rickety things, right? Ladders, scaffolding, mm-hmm. unsecured heights, unsecured Give heights. Me the I don't even really like being up on a, 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 like a, like lighthouses because they're outside. It's like it's usually wrought iron. And I'm like. Eh, this is also old, you know. Like I'm like I'm not comfortable up here. Like the St. Augustine Lighthouse. Yeah, any, yeah, it just, yeah it freaks me out a little bit. Basically, any lighthouse, and those aren't that tall. Like comparatively speaking to things where I've tall been. enough to fucking kill you. Sure, sure. Yeah, there's usually rocks underneath and stuff. But yeah. yeah. <laughs> anyway, thirty I've, feet. That's all you need. I, I, I don't really have a quote unquote fear of heights that I know of. My palms sweat for an hour fucking yeah. straight watching skyscraper. Yeah, really. I was just like, it was over, and it was like. <laughs> like, like <laughs> Just seriously, I was like, I, I don't know what it was. I was like, it was like the same thing when I played certain Assassin's Creed games yeah. where I was just like, why my hands are sweaty. I'm playing a goddamn video game. What the hell's wrong with me? Yeah. One of, one of the Batmans ended on scaffolding up on a building and I was just like, nope, nope, can't. No, cannot handle. Yeah. But yeah, Skyscraper was like that for me too. Yeah. But yeah, I don't know. I don't know. It's, it's okay. It's a fun, it's a fun, dumb movie. It's fun and dumb. Yeah. And I, I even though it's like, you know. Chekhov's Hall of Mirrors in the beginning of the movie. I was like, yeah. Well, I, you know, when it started happening, I was like, all right, let's fucking enter the dragon and do this. I yeah, don't when, care. When they showed that off and they were just like, and all these do this, I'm like, no, they just pop up and it's a Hall of Mirrors. That's all it's going to be. Mm-hmm. I know that's all it's going to be. And right. That's all it was. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, but I was fine with it. Yeah. Um, and last one. Um, uh, this one's a weird one to talk about because I, again, I'm just, I'm watching all the 2018 movies. I feel like I'm going to, Mm-hmm. I didn't immediately. I I liked the movie a lot. I didn't immediately love it. However, I also immediately bought it, okay. and that's the movie First Man. All right, I watched that. Yep. Um, so it's a really good movie, and I would I'm I'm hesitant to say it because man, it's going to sound sound hyperbolic. But like the whole time watching it, I was like, well, this is the right stuff too. Like they went and did it. They finally made another right stuff, and this is it. This is like it feels like it picks up exactly at the time period that the right stuff ends. Mm-hmm. And kind of does. Yeah. Yeah. And it's like, and it's just like, well, we're going to keep going from here. And that's a really good thing in my mind because the right stuff is one of my favorite movies. Yes. So I, I pretty much immediately was like, watch movie. Okay. I I somehow don't own the right stuff on Blu-ray. Well, I got to fix that. And then Mm -hmm. I immediately like ordered a 4k copy of this because this movie's fucking beautiful. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's, it's really, it's, it's really good. It's, it's like the right stuff works because it's like a, 
and you're mostly following Chuck Yeager and, you know, you get some extended time with other people, you know, you get to know other characters, but it's like, you're mostly seeing the movie through his lens, Mm -hmm. you know, and other things are happening, but it's, this is very much like a hundred percent. This is one guy. And, you know, the other people are, are like from his periphery, like including his wife, his kids, everything else. It's like, it is all through like Neil Armstrong's eyes Mm -hmm. basically in this movie. I I've said, I don't know how I feel about Ryan Gosling multiple times. Like I, I will feel like I watch a movie. I'm like, damn, Ryan Gosling's really good. And I watch another one. I'm like, yeah, I don't know why I don't like him. <laughs> you know, like this movie mostly changed it. I thought he was fucking phenomenal in this movie. Okay. Um, it's, it's, a you know, it's kind of his like Blade Runner sort of like muted performance thing where it's like the less said, the better, you know, and, and it's, a, it's all going to be in looks. Mm-hmm. So if you don't like that Ryan Gosling, it's not going to do it for you. But I, it really, really, really worked for me. And God damn it, there is a thing that like the internet is already arguing to death about accuracy. Oh, it fucking a hundred percent worked for me. Like almost brought me to fucking tears. Okay, but it's like it's so good, and it's like it's plausible enough that it was like because like, I I had to do some reading because it was like the biograph you know biographer and everything was like, well, this could happen because like they were given you know x amount of like personal time on the moon and things like that and like you know oh, okay yeah so it's like it's plausible this could happen we don't know no one can confirm it but it's just like it fucking works uh, you're talking about the scene where uh where he jerks off on the moon <laughs> yeah he does yeah, yeah. <laughs> so it's like yeah i was like man i was just like that's just <laughs> totally a works for sea me of tranquility see <laughs> <laughs> uh, on her tea tranquilities yeah but i it, like i'm like i'm Here's the thing, like <laughs> I fucking adore Whiplash. Like uh, Whiplash yeah. is phenomenal. I was so mixed on La La Land. Like La La Land should have been a movie that was so up my alley, but mm-hmm. I was so mixed. I was so conflicted on that movie. Yeah, I felt like this is he's like the uh, Damien. I fuck, I'm gonna say his last name now, but it, he's fucking like this is back. Like they think this movie is phenomenal. Okay, um, it's just a really good uh, character study piece type thing. Um. I, I, you know, whenever anybody makes a, a biopic about people of like, you know, arguably American hero type things mm-hmm. and and or something where people are so into it, like space, the people come out of the woodwork like mm, actually and, you know, the, that to death. I it just it this movie worked for me. Um, it just did, you know, like they really kind of make Buzz Aldrin look like an asshole in this movie. And. Like an asshole in the bad way, or like a fuck yeah, Buzz Aldrin's an asshole. Not like, I mean, not like a a bad guy, just like an asshole. Like, like I wouldn't want to be around him, asshole. Like Buzz is the one that punched the dude in the face. Yeah, that's why it's like, all right, maybe plausible, possible. (laughs) You know, like some people change, people change. I all people change. You know, hairstyles change. Uh, (laughs) Um, but uh, yeah, I don't know. It just it worked for me. It's it's a it's a damn good movie, and I I like immediately bought a 4k copy because i want to see all the detail because it's spacey as fuck and i like it okay i don't mean that bad kind of spacey i mean the good right. space-esque how about space-esque space-esque yeah yeah that's my favorite yeah. private yeah, it's, yeah elon system. musk's yeah. new space-esque yeah. uh so you watched the first man uh-huh i watched the second ant-man Ah, um, and, I, and the wasp and the wasp. Oh, there's yes. plenty of those in this movie too. <laughs> yeah, right. uh, I was trying a late entry for segue of the year there. Uh-huh. Um, it's fine. That's one small step for a small guy. <laughs> one small step for Paul. One Paul step for Rudd. Yeah. One 
giant leap for Evangeline, Evangeline kind. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. There we go. Yep. Um, fucking nailed it. Teamwork. Yeah. Uh, it's pretty good. It's, I mean, it, it is holding up the standard of Marvel action movies, Marvel yeah. superhero action-y movies. It is better than at least one Thor and probably better than uh, a Hulk or two. Mm-hmm. I don't know if it's great. I honestly just kind of felt that it was it was good. It was it was fine. The um the after credit scene after watching the after watching the movie, I was it, I kind of expected that to happen. That after credit scene. Um I don't want to spoil it for anybody, but I was expecting it to happen exactly as it did, and it did. So um, it'll be interesting to see where they take where they take the movie from here, um, or where they take any of the characters from from Ant Man from here. The digital de aging, they do a little bit more of it mm-hmm. in this, and it is fucking dynamite yeah. again. Yeah. They are getting so fucking good at that. And when you were talking about it in uh, I believe it was Aquaman. Mm-hmm. Um, I was just thinking about how well they did it in, in this movie. And it just, it looks fucking natural. It is unreal how good Marvel is at doing it now. And others are, are getting there as well, but just they seem to have so much practice with it and with these specific people's faces that they're just... I don't know how they're doing. I mean, the Michael Douglas yeah. and Kurt Russell and Gold, uh, Goldie Hawn, uh, Michelle Pfeiffer stuff is just like, I mean, I I was alive to see all these people at this age, and it's like, fuck, that's weird. Yeah. Like, I, I feel like it's different when like you're watching when Star Wars does it. It's like, okay, well, I grew up watching this movie, but I don't have a lot of like, you know, I I know what this person looks like in this scene because it's been etched in my memory. Mm-hmm. I don't, I didn't see them walking around in a lot of other movies, you know, like. At right, the time, right? You know, this just feels all like, these people we have. Yeah, this is like, oh yeah, I saw them on red carpets. It's just like that. Fu- that's what they fucking look yeah, like. And I think, I think the reason that they are so good at it with these people is that we have enough footage of them back then to use as a reference to go. Okay, well, that's his nose kind of fell a little bit, so we got to raise that up a little bit and tuck his ears in. We don't have to guess. Mm-hmm. Nobody has to guess what these people look like when they were younger. We have direct reference and lots of footage. Um, from, you know, from still pictures to, to video. So, um, but that was, that was probably the most impressive thing about that movie. Uh, it, in the, um, in the trailers, it seemed like they focused a lot more on, uh, sort of Ant-Man and the Wasp combined combat and, you know, using, doing a bunch of fun trickery with, um, with object sizes. Mm-hmm. And that was like 10 minutes, 10 or 15 minutes of the whole movie was size stuff. The rest was just, you know, action and talky talk. There's a lot um, going on in that. Yeah. More than I think that movie needs. Like some of it could have waited. I, I think all, like I enjoyed Walton Goggins as I always do. Yeah. But it just seemed like, I don't know. I would have rather you have had your own entire Ant-Man movie to be a dick. Probably because he wanders out of the film for such a long time. You for, yeah, you forget yeah. he's gone, and then he shows back up. It's a little bit like um, Ron Perlman's character in Pacific Rim, where he just kind of right. shows back up. And, yeah. Um, 
And criminally doesn't show up in the sequel, as I recall. Yeah, yeah. I don't. I haven't seen it yet. But yeah. um, but I mean, it's Walton Goggins, Walton Gogginsing his way around, which is delightful. Yes. Um, he's just he's just a treat. <laughs> um, but it's it's fine. It's it's Marvel fine, which is better than most. I yes. I, I, it's an better average than bad. Marvel. It's better movie. than bad. It's good. Yeah. yeah. Everyone's wants a log. Mm-hmm. Everyone wants a log, um, and that's those. That's the only other thing that I've seen that's of note. Of course, uh, you know it's post Christmas. I watched every Christmas movie that was available to me, almost, mm-hmm. um, including a rewatch of Santa Buddies at work one day. Yeah. Which is I didn't watch any Christmas movies except for really Christmas Chronicles. Yeah, didn't watch Die Hard. Love actually none of it this year. I watched Die Hard with my dad yesterday. We ate we. Chinese. Which, I, I haven't seen that one yet. That's not <laughs> yeah, but it's, it's a weird one. Um, I feel like that's actually pretty much the fifth one, though. Yeah, it kind of is. Yeah, yeah. yeah you're right. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Don't watch that one. You yeah. know what's what's weird is when they it was on IFC and my dad just stopped and it happened to be near the beginning of the movie. Ah, the independent film Die Hard. Yes. <laughs> they were doing the 30th anniversary of Die Hard with Reginald Vell Johnson sitting there for bumpers. Oh, okay. It was kind of weird. Why? And also, well, it just you know it's an aging Reginald Vell Johnson that is doing all of the diehard jokes that we've oh, been making right. for the last 10 years. Yeah. Uh, and he's in like a Christmassy sweater and all that. It's it's just weird. Mm-hmm. Like not bad weird, but almost bad weird. Um, and like, yeah, we know. Like we know and we know that you know that we know that you know. Mm-hmm. We should maybe not do this. Um, maybe play it a little bit more straight-laced and, and right. have more more commentary. But it takes fucking three hours to watch that movie that way. Oh, sure. With all the commercials. It's uncut, but with commercials. Yeah. It's wild. That's a new basic cable thing. It's. I was like, I'd been sitting there and I was like, <laughs> finished my finished my traditional Chinese food dinner of, you know, Bachelor Men um, on <laughs> Christmas. Uh-huh. And I'm like, this, we're only like halfway through the movie. It's like, I guess I'll take a nap or whatever while I'm waiting for this movie to finish. You know, I, I've seen Die Hard a hundred times. I know what happens. And I woke up and it was like, I had slept for half an hour and like 10 minutes of movie time had gone by. And I'm like, what the fuck? When is this going to end? And I had dad hit the guide button and it was another hour and a half to finish. the. Mo- it was insane. Mm-hmm. It's absolutely insane. So don't watch it on fucking IFC. Just you own a DVD of it, I'm sure. Find it. Yeah. put it in but uh I, I didn't watch any new aside from christmas chronicles i don't think i watched any new christmas movies and that's about it that's the news from lake wobegon i'm not going to say anything else i'm tired of speaking to be honest <laughs> okay then. well all right except we kind of usually get you to speak a little bit more yeah, towards the end i mean more. speaking at length all on, right, on right. movie stuff okay. i'm i'm just i'm exhausted at giving a movie opinion now um i've done so many in the last I know weeks. This, this dogs and cats living together. It doesn't know this makes any sense. I have watched a number of movies this year. It's wild. My 2018 movies list. Yeah, it's I, wild. It's wild. Yeah. But is it like eight this year? Uh, no. One, two, three, four. Holy shit! It's not a de facto eight, top five. Nine, ten, eleven. Whoa! Eleven. Double Holy digits. Shit. What? Yeah, that's shit, shit, big shit. fucking news for me. And I still, there's still. You can be picky and choosy on your. I know. Top five. Uh, actually, no. That I. I oh. If I'm having to pick, I still got some some bullshit on here. Okay, don't you worry. Um, <laughs> I still got some uh, Pompeii. <laughs> <laughs> Shut up! Like the hurricane heist. 
you know, Rampage. Mm. Um, Both those movies are perfectly entertaining. They're fine. They're they're fine. Um, but I've got like five or five or six that I really want to watch before um, before I finish the year out, and so that'll put me up at a fucking record destroying sixteen, mm. seventeen, yeah. maybe. Year of movie. Hashtag year of movie. Um, but I think we're all done here. Yeah, do we have any correspondence? No. No? I no, checked. no correspondence. Okay. okay. Um tell the folks no how they more get, movies. Man. I don't think so. Tell the folks how they can get in touch with us. So we can... uh bmfcast.com. Mm-hmm. Click on to bmfcast.com, as your parents would say. Uh and <laughs> go get to your, all the get buttons. your parents to click on to yeah, BMF. Get your parents to click they on to like BMFcast.com. Yeah, tell your parents and they have might, them they, tell their they'll parents. They'll love Chuck's jokes. <laughs> Yeah. I tell them we like fucking add names up in here. <laughs> um, yeah. So click on to bmfcast.com. Click on the, all the buttons on the right hand side. They will take you to places like uh, our Twitter, mm-hmm. our YouTube channel, mm-hmm. our Patreon, mm. which I'll tell you more about later, our Discord. Uh, it'll take you to our eBay site where we sell of all, all of our garbage DVDs that we don't want anymore. And all of that money goes to charity. Every single red cent. Blue scent, copper white scent. scent, copper scent goes to charity. It's uh, we are uh, donating the money to the National Center for Missing and Exploited Children. Mm-hmm. And if you can't guess what that is for, then look it up. <laughs> you got a fucking space phone in your pocket. You're fine. You don't have to guess. It's a charity, <laughs> right? Well, if you can't guess what they do, you're getting a movie. Yeah. So buy a movie for cheap. Support the charity. Mm-hmm. It's all good stuff. Yeah. Um, back to the Patreon thing. Patreon.com slash BMFcast. That is where you can just give us money directly if you know if you want to do that. Uh, sign up. Give us a buck a month, and we give you so much content in return. There's so much backlog content, so much new content coming out every week. Uh, we have some extra podcasts. We have some stuff from uh, No Quarters. It's, it's a lot of fun. Uh, and you can give us as much money a month as you want. Totally can. We're not going to limit you by any... By any means. No. And the more money you give, the more and faster you get content. So keep that in mind. You got some Christmas money. Give it to us. Right. <laughs> and then uh, if you want, send us an email. And if you want, send us an email, bmf at bmfcast.com. Or give us a call on the Garfield phone, 9105-JOX-BMF or 9105569263. <laughs> call Garfield. He's lonely. And that's it. That's how to get in contact with us. Do all of those things and... And, and, yeah. and, and you write the end of your story. Right. <laughs> Turn choose to your page own, 35. Choose your own adventure yep. podcast. Oops, you fell off a cliff. <laughs> you were eaten by a group. <laughs> well, let's get out of here, shall we? Okie dokie. I'm Harlow. I'm BJ. I'm Chuck. And for Mackie, this is Banffcast Out. Banffcast Out.